0: Welcome to Team Rabbit Hole Edition 208 with David Palmer. It is the Leo King, new media mogul, celebrity astrologer, spiritual DJ and of course Leo from southern california suburbanite and party by living in his car to post reality tv new age influencer join the team as we get to know david aka the leo king a charismatic light worker that uses guides tarot and the zodiac he pumps the jams races on waves and raises the vibes with great ACs and a sprite in hand team rabbit hole approved welcome
1: Thanks for having me on. Love that intro. Thank you. Glad to be on here.
2: Hopefully, the uh, sleeping in the car bit doesn't offend you. Like I said, I've I've been aware of you for a while, and your story is insanely cool. Um, I'll get into that in a second. I think uh, I turned to you and Mike, Peace Dealer, and Kaipacha Lesher uh, right around the same time, about twenty fifteen. But we'll get into that in a second. So, something we do here on the podcast is correlate the episode, which in this case is two hundred eight to the major arcana that reduces down to 10, which I guess I could reduce down to one technically into the magician. Fuck it, I'll do it. Uh, I was going to do Wheel of Fortune, and, but it's now that I'm thinking out loud. So this is uh, the David DeAngelis Starman tarot deck. He's been on the podcast a few times. Shout out, David. Um, but the Starman is the magician in this uh, deck. It's called you know, David Bowie, the Starman. I will blow your mind. The Starman is the alchemist. It's about manifesting your reality. Ideas are communicated and brought into the physical world with ease, and you have everything you need to create the world you desire reconfiguring yourself in liberating expressive and complex ways rafael what would your card be
0: we got the angel number 22 it is the angel of fame and renown this angel dominates the wealth fame diplomacy and trade influences travel and discovering new ways or vocation it is the god that is right associated with the three of cups once again so we got cancer mercury water and the affirmation is i communicate the abundance of my feelings in ways that nurture comfort and motivate other people well here we go
2: so david between those two cards anything resonate seems like
1: my life every day (laughs) i (laughs) I was gonna say
2: right rather apt uh uber magician stuff plus the whole celebrity stuff um so I, I mean I don't even know where to begin. I get like I said I became aware of you personally in about 2015. Um, Mercurial Muse, who's uh, Diane Nolan, shout out. She at some point I started like posting up a bunch of shit on astro astrologers. Um, this was maybe a year or two after I started like eating acid once a day, a week rather, and like getting into Terence McKenna and Alan Watts and astrology and all sorts of crazy shit. Um, came up with the hashtag Team Rabbit Hole, which is now like a meme page and all sorts of crazy shit podcast, obviously. Um, and mm-hmm. she was like, yo, you got to check out this guy. And I was in my grandparents' house. And basically, it was back in the day when you were doing that meter. I don't know if you still do it on other platforms, but there was like an energy meter. <laughs> right. I was just like, yo, this guy's lit. Um, a Very specific vibe. I kind of resonated very much. I'm a Leo rising, as is Raphael. But as a double Gemini, 11th house Sun and moon, I was just like, oh, word. No, this is what's up. Like, we need to get in on this. You know, it was a fresher an- angle, I guess you could say. I mean, I'm not that like you know, other astrologers are stuffy, but you're coming in hot with some steez, basically. Uh, it's very kind of hip, in, but not to say i like a cliche hipster kind of thing. It, it's, I mean, you know what I'm saying, like weather jacket kind of Uranus energy, though you're a Leo. So, um, turned on to you at that point. Um, I mean, I think I even I had the future life app for a little while at one point. Oh, um, thank you, right? For sure, definitely. Um. So, I mean, and I should say, shout out to my fiance. Uh, I met her on your spiritual dance music YouTube chat group. Wow. Yeah, I know, dude. I uh, wasn't expecting that. That was about a year ago. I was actually in Australia a year ago, so it wasn't a year ago exactly, but like nine, 10 months ago. So that was pretty lit. Wasn't expecting that. Um. In any that's event. Cool.
1: Actually,
2: that's cool. That's the oh, best yeah.
1: story I've heard uh, of uh, in a long time.
2: Oh, it's Crickray. So, um, I'm very appreciative of you on multiple fronts. Uh I feel like you're not only cool, but like we've had Mike the Peace deal on a bunch. Um ironically, I was on Acid uh probably in March or April and um oh, I'm forgetting his name now. Uh but he's from New York. Um oh, totally spacing. He's been on the podcast. He's an older gentleman and he's an astrologer. Um uh, Michael Tad, Luton. Tad.
1: Oh, Michael, oh, Michael Luton. Luton, you had yeah, Lutton yeah. on. Yeah. Well,
2: I was talking to him. Uh, he called me on Facebook Messenger. I was tripping face and he was like, pull me a card. And I pulled him like the nine of wands. I was like on acid talking to him about the card and you were trying to call through. So it was kind of this weird moment where I'm like tripping and I'm like, oh shit, this guy I really like is trying to call through. This is crazy. Um, we've had with Techie on the other day. Um, He's you know, you know him pretty well. Um, so yeah. It seems I mean, like you a just
1: lot- named like my astrology, like core Godfathers. Base of people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's why I figured I'd
2: have to get you on at some point. I mean, in a weird way, you're kind of a get for me because I was like uh, – I mean, I never expected this to even happen. Long story short, I posted a DMT trip report I had in like – I mean, I did it in 2011 and saw Egyptian deities and had a kundalini activation, all sorts of crazy shit I wasn't expecting. Um, but I posted about it and Raphael, who's in Vienna, reached out to me on Facebook and was like, yo, that was crazy. Let's talk. And he's been kind of my like trip report buddy. He turned me on to Bashar. Like, all that kind of stuff. Like, he's he's got a Northland Aquarius. He's a Libra, but he's, like, pushing the edge. And I'm always, like, kind of, like, yo, I'm tripping. Like, let's talk. Or, you know, I don't do it so much now. But, like, he was definitely my go-to. And um, this, it turned into a podcast. Clearly, it wasn't, like, my idea. So, as soon as it sort of kind of, you know, Mike, I think, was, like, maybe the 33rd episode or something like that. We're at, you know, 208 now. It's been on a few times. But as soon as I started getting people, like, I really liked um i was like yo i gotta hit up palmer and i did it as soon as saturday went into aquarius and we're in aquarius season now so it makes a little sense and magician card you know stuff like that in any event i digress um yeah i've been aware of you for a while very appreciative of you let me kind of just pick your brain and give you the conch um like i said in the intro it's like i know you're from southern california you grew up kind of suburban did the navy thing you don't have to go into, like, call me Ishmael and, you know, tell us every day of your young life, but, like, kind of walk us through how you got to even the position of reality that you're in now, as long-winded or as short-winded as you want to go.
1: Well, I just want to say before I go into that, just, uh, I love I love hearing all that you're doing and that you're connecting with so many great people and bringing this information out, because especially during these times, I think it's so crucial and so important, and especially you know we're we're all going into a whole new world and and it really is uh the people right that are giving out the information and and speaking truth and 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 truth really is just whatever you know feels called to us from the divine and and that's something that's very hard for a lot of the collective at this moment to kind of embrace they've been so connected to mainstream media and so forth that what you're doing is bigger than you realize so i i admire you both for doing it and appreciate uh the opportunity to be on with you all dude totally i mean
2: the north node is right between my sun and moon right now and as you know the south i noticed that to, uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's like it's time to crush so uh basically we're out here you know team rabbit holes doing this shit, but it's it's weird times as you know so before we get into like what the fuck is going on in the in the present moment which is very ratchet and weird and stuff um yeah walk me through it like um it, i mean i've i know that your family came over as early you know settlers in america i kind of I, like i said i've tuned into you pretty much weekly for five years or some shit right like what you post on youtube and stuff like that so um i i've heard a lot of this but i kind of want to get it in one place um you know everything from your reality tv show stint to like the navy to living in a car to all this shit so pull us all the way back. Tell us what kind of culture and uh, reality you were dealing with, um, you know, at the start.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I was born in uh, Newport Beach, California, in Orange County. Um, You know, my dad uh, was in the car business, still is, for 45 years. Uh, My mom was a housewife that they met at a, they met in Mammoth Mountain skiing randomly. Um, Got, you know, hitched pretty quick and uh i was born and then uh basically i lived a pretty you know like typical american 1980s you know to 90s life i mean uh you know my dad was a, was a was a mechanic who worked his way up into the service department so it, you know it was not like I, people think automatically cuz i'm from newport beach that I, like you know i'm like some like silver spooned you know, rich kid or something. But it was definitely not like that. My dad changed jobs a lot. My parents got divorced when I was 12. And that was pretty much kind of my wake up point. Um, Because having your parents divorce, you start to see your parents not as parents, but you get to act, they, they take down the parental garden, they, they show you who they are as a person. And, and that was the big turn for me, like, whoa, uh my dad is is more than just this figure he's a he's a person and he's and we, human yeah exactly and we we actually have a lot more you know in common uh in a lot of a lot of areas and i can the facade is off if
2: that makes sense yeah my and same thing with, my, with mom. my mom i was like yeah, they're just kids who had kids <laughs> that's how i looked at them after they divorced most i was a senior or junior so just like I, oh they can make mistakes this is crazy
1: yeah and I think for my parents' divorce was not like bad. it was actually like it might sound crazy, but it was positive it just like it just was like was the universe was just like okay this this period's done and we all still banded together and so you know i uh my dad stayed single and moved to l a and um my mom remarried about about a year and a half later or two years later and my stepdad at that time uh was an actor. In Hollywood like literally did like 250 commercials modeling and so he would take me to auditions for his himself and I was about 13 or 14 years old and I went to an audition with him and they were like hey like so you're here for the Sears commercial I'm like no I'm just here just with my stepdad you know this like check it out what's going on they had uh, my brother and I audition and we got the call back and you know it was like Whoa, I could actually get into this television thing or you know what it was, was your first gig? It was like a commercial? No. Um, you know, like my first real gig that I got on my own was uh yeah, MTV in two thousand five. But kind of building up to all that with how I got into all this was was going on a bunch of TV shoots and commercial shoots with my my stepdad at the time, my ex stepdad. Um, and also then like my dad, uh, was running Beverly Hills, Mercedes Benz in the nineties. So all of his clients were every, every celebrity you can think of, of the nineties, which was the peak of entertainment. So, um, you know, I kind of got got this this by the
2: bug pretty hard, like a very particular time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's one thing when you're in those age groups of like 12 to let's say 18, you know that's a pretty fundamental stage of your life. I mean, I was in high school. I was the varsity water polo captain. I played varsity volleyball like i i I was in sports my whole life, so swam from five to eighteen. so this wasn't like my main thing, but it was it was around me all the time and it was on the weekends and it was you know watching my stepdad on a on a super Bowl commercial with Ed McMahon for the new E-Class Mercedes-Benz, like, or having him go on a TV show, and he's, my mom has to go and he's making out with the girl from Carl's Jr. who gyps on the dress, the first, ch- you know what I mean? It was like, whoa. It was like, it was very surreal to see something come into fruition that I didn't believe was possible. Most people don't believe it, right? Everybody in life is always like, oh, that's impossible, I can never see that happen. It wasn't even about myself. It was watching people in my life around me that were my parents and so forth, like pulling off these things that my friends thought were unbelievable. I thought was unbelievable. I mean, I remember going on a set for a commercial uh, my stepdad did. And one of the guys is like, You know, I'm doing this movie. You'll see it come out. It's called Awesome Powers. And I'm like, Awesome Powers. What is that thing? and you know there it was two months later I go to the movie theater and there he is he was you know in the movie and, and it was just like yeah
2: that's a, i saw that drop in the theaters i mean i'm looking at you have a 12th house i think uh yeah sun and uh venus and leo so i'm sure this appeals to you in some like fantastic way where you're just like oh like you were saying like dreams not that dreams do come true but it's like this there's practicality to it and i can jump in the juice
1: correct that it, i had to see it and as a 12th Houser, you know 12th houseers were kind of shy right? like and we're we're you know even though i'm a double leo uh you know it's like uh it's more of like i just kind of need to be kind of like the universe needs to just put me there and then i'll find my confidence like by just seeing some sort of the magic i have to see the magic if if i don't see the magic then i don't even engage you don't even in, show up Yeah, literally. So that's how I got really into this. But while all that was going on in in my typical basic life of, you know, high school and normal life, like, you know, friends, rollerblading, skateboarding, going to the beach. Um, You know, my mom, my mom was a single mom. uh, And and when she got divorced, so she had to get a job. And and my stepdad was an actor in Hollywood. But, you know, he made good money. But you know, then there was days, weeks or months when there's no gigs, right? So We definitely were not some, a lot, I just want to put that out there because a lot of people think I like was raised like, or that I created all all this off a bunch of money, you know, and it was not that way for me in my life. Uh, I didn't even, like, I didn't even get a car in high school and that was normal from where I'm from. Orange County, every kid I know got a car in high school. I did not. I didn't have the money for it and I was in sports and I was a computer nerd who was building computers and was on AOL, and I was like the hacker AOL guy. Like I was aim Like if a kid had a problem with some other kid, I'd go give me the screen name of the kid's mom, or whatever, or the computer that's the main account, so I can aim bot the crap out of it and blow the CPU and the motherboard, like stuff like that. Like I was like, "That's
2: ratchet, dude." I, I was mean, like, I was on AOL, I am, <laughs> but I was not doing that shit. That's nuts. <laughs>
1: That's, yeah, I mean that's cool. Yeah, it was very 56k. Like, uh, because what I would do is the aimbot would basically send a thousand instant messages at once to a you know computer with like a Pentium One, 133 megahertz processor, and it couldn't process that many at once. So every time they logged in, it would. It, so eventually, what it does is the fans can't. Keep it on and it just blue screens, and they don't, and they have to keep hard doing it. And and until you back off with it, you're screwed. And unless you have a fast enough computer to click them all out, which is kind of impossible because it just non stop, you know, that is
2: some Pluto and third house Libra shit. Uh, straight up, you're like, I'll destroy them for you through tech information. Uh, I'll kill them for you (laughs) here. Yeah, and (laughs) that
1: was also with like prank calling too, like. I, I we were making phone, I was making phone calls off the fifty six k line and with white pages and calling you know random families that we didn't even know or Vegas and saying is John Smith there and then literally like. Getting to him and being like, Yeah, I work for the Luxor Hotel and you just won our exclusive package and a million dollars, but you need to write down this secret code. Make sure you order from room service all these things. And then I would give a secret code that would, I'd say, you got a pen and paper right now, there next to the phone, right, sir? And he go, Yeah. And I'd have him write the most insane like four-page code, like like 20 minutes of like two you know, K as in, as in kilo. And then I would just be like, I'd be like, Z and he'd be like, what is that? And I'm like, Z. And he's like, like zebra. I'm like, no, 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 no. Key. Like K E Y. Like, you know, I just mess with them. Oh, goodbye. And then I'd change? say, all right, now that you got everything, make sure you order everything. We're going to get you your million dollars and then go down and and, and and see, just ask for me. I'm down there at the main, you know, uh, the main check-in and, and give them this code. So then you don't know what happens, but you just know in your head that that guy didn't. He was so sold, he went down there, right looked like a crazy guy with four pieces of paper of the most looks like chicken scratch, probably, and being like, "Where's my million dollars?" You know, I just thought that was so funny when I was a kid. It's like I have uh, the code.
2: They're like, "Sir, <laughs> what's going on?"
1: But while I was doing that, I was I was searching the. I guess you could call it the the first of the internet and that's when i ran into the mayan calendar in 2012 there was a there was an html you know site that i had found and it was like i don't know 20 pages long and and i automatically was so intrigued thinking wow 2012 like it's kind of far away and this was the same time that the matrix had just come out on dvd and i had seen it in movie theaters you know my parents are cool and like they didn't care about rated r or anything like that you know let me do whatever so I uh, The Matrix hit me really hard. That movie right away, yes, away. did
2: us all. I think. I mean, uh, yeah, going down right? the rabbit hole, right? That's where half this title, of this shit, comes from.
1: And and I don't think there's coincidence with that movie at all, and especially the peak of the beginnings of the internet and um and and DVDs, because I remember buying the DVD player with my stepdad at Fry's Electronics, and it was like. We didn't have the money for the normal one. So we bought like a conca that was the name, but it was like 200 bucks, but it was like, you know, some really Chinese weird name. And I was the beginning of DVDs and that was the first DVD that we got. And, and it was a big deal. And I remember just being fascinated by the fact that that movie like blew my mind. Right. Rope, and that was, was, yeah, yeah. that's when I was starting to smoke weed and all that kind of stuff, you know, so it was a, uh, it was like really weird that I, I was in my room as like a, before the Weed or Matrix, I was like really young hacking. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to do research on astrology. And I had, uh, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus because my mom read that book. And that tripped me out when I was going into a lot of astrology websites And so I knew I was a Leo, and that's when I started dating a bunch of girls. And I remember I dated a bunch of the cheerleaders, and, uh, you know, it was like, one of my buddies is like, dude, cheerleaders are all the same. You need a different kind of chick. I'm like, they're not all the same. Like, this chick, she's a Pisces. This chick, she's a Gemini. You know, they're totally different. And uh, I got it pretty fast, if that makes sense, like really instantly. And then it kind of just became the the thing to talk about at parties. Like I would help friends get chicks just because I'd like open up the convo with all the girls at the corner of the party in high school and be like, "Oh, hey, what's your sign, ladies?" You know, like typical seventies. Like you know, like what up? Like what's your sign? You know? All right,
2: all right, all right. Yeah, Uh, exactly. What kind of music were you listening to back? I mean, I'm not placing because I remember I was probably in eighth grade when the Matrix dropped. I mean, I think you're about a year older than me, so. Mm -hmm. Um. What were you into, like Sublime and Rage Against the Machine, or all that? You know that? Yeah. yeah,
1: I was. I was very alternative. I started with grunge and alternative, of course. Um, because that was like when I'm sure you had an Iowa CD player too. You know, like I, you know, everybody had an Iowa boombox or some some boombox with a CD player. The first ones or a disc man, and so yeah, Bush and you know Candlebox and. um Nirvana, like Nine Inch Nails, like every, and especially every morning before school, watching MTV and what's the best top music videos in the morning. Like that was like a ritual. So it was all rock mainly for me. I, I never, uh, Sugar Ray, like, you know, th- I, I was into a lot of it, right? But I never really got more into the hip hop stuff until I got a little older. Um, and, and Daft Punk was a big one for me. they're like the beatles for me i fully understand yeah so like that was like the only dance music oh and prodigy i remember getting the prodigy cd before it went and got taken down i don't know if you remember prodigy got banned in america for in a minute on the crab uh, cd yeah yeah
2: i Mm -hmm. didn't know that back when Mm -hmm. blackbuster music was a thing in malls i heard that on their like preview station and I was like, yeah, like yeah. breathe. I was like,
1: this is lit. This is it what I was, want to to. it was, yeah, dude. That 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 album was the beginnings for me with Daft Punk. Like, this is dope. Like, this is this is what I like the most. And so, uh, you know, then that's when emo screamo started coming out in the two thousands, right? Like, and that's I went way into that under oath and, um, you know all that uh, Trey you and all that thrice uh thrice was a big band that actually went to my high school irvine high so they used to play at lunch uh you know or, or on break at our school uh, at my high school so there's so david palmer the, banging his yeah. head
2: going to fucking water polo practice yeah afterwards. exactly that's yeah, crazy it's...
1: And then what's even crazier? I forgot about this. I uh, I had a buddy uh, when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen. He was like, he went to like a, a church, uh, you know, like uh, like youth group. And he and I was skateboarding at the time. And he's like, dude, just bring your skateboard and come with me on Wednesday nights. There's a bunch of chicks there. And I'm like, all right. So I would sit through these, you know, youth group Christian. Uh, you know, Wednesday nights. Um, And they would play like, uh, what was that? Veggie tales and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And uh, like, it was like, and, and do some Bible study. And I would always be like, yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom. And then I go out and like go skateboard or whatever. And then when everybody got out, everybody hung out in the parking lot for like an hour. And it was like the ultimate place to hang out with chicks from other schools and stuff like that. But I found uh, this band called Five Iron Frenzy that was a Christian ska band, and they, they were going to play at the church, and I was like 14, and they were like my favorite band, actually. If, if I go back to it, that is my favorite band from growing up. And I recall st-
2: them. I, I don't remember any of it. It's like no doubt was bigger to me in my mind. But I've heard five iron frenzy. Were you? I skate. So like, are you good? Like you shredding? Or are you just like popping ollies and like manualing?
1: I was popping ollies and the shittiest manual you ever saw. But I could pop a freaking high ollie, and I could skateboard to the beach and back. Like I could skateboard twenty miles in a day. So and I could grind on like curbs, not the best, but I could do like 50-50s and. I'm just getting just, my head
2: around it because I'm like, are you like tray flipping down sets or like what are you doing? No. I mean, uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, I mean
1: uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely gave my, my best shot at it. So I could definitely do some stuff, but my brother was much better. My brother was doing kickflips and like literally jumping off stairs and doing tables and uh, – How did that you know. make
2: you feel as Leah? Were you just like, fuck you?
1: No, actually, if anything, I, I – you know, it's like w- – My brother and I are just one year apart, so it was like I'm glad. It was kind of cool that he had his thing. I was like the music video editor, but I was also the captain of water polo. I was in swimming. I, uh, you know, like I, I, we both played the same sports, uh, and I also played, you know, baseball for like eight years. And I went and got advanced, one year older, in little league to to majors. I was shortstop, uh, pitcher, catcher, played a little third base. But uh, yeah, like those three right there mainly. And um, it, it, I was really into baseball too. And I so I played so many sports. And then I played basketball for five years that I, I literally was swimming in between that five to 18 years old on a swim team the whole time. Um, it was a lot of sports. So it was a lot of – I was busy all the time. But it was good. I, I loved that my brother was so good at skating. I was proud of him. And I used to rollerblade when rollerblading was like the thing. Like I if you had anything but the actual rollerblade brand and you didn't have like lazy straps. And you know what I'm talking about? Like you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like you just like I, I felt. I was like I feel sorry for you. You know what I mean? Like, and I remember those weren't cheap either. You know, it was like they were. I, I they were like they were like you had to have the rollerblade, the blacks one. You know what I mean? And like you had to, you had to like get the, the lazy straps. You couldn't just use the like rollerblade like like. You know, you wanted to get like the good stuff and take out a wheel and you could grind and. Um, get better bearings and you know, uh, dude like rollerblading was in for a minute and I was really good at rollerblading I can so, imagine
2: so I mean you it's uh, I know you don't do drugs now I don't think so much I've heard you talk about being sober for a while you I mean I used to grow weed I've been a pothead for most of my life and acid and stuff I didn't really get into like math or anything crazy but um like mostly psychedelics is kind of what I'm saying uh what was your impression about weed I mean were you like hell yeah this is what's up were you a stoner? I mean, given how athletic and active you are, did that conflict with that reality?
1: <laughs> so, I, I remember the first time I smoked weed was in the backseat of uh, my buddy's uh, mom's Honda Civic, and we drove into the back behind the freeway, like in some, you know, like construction area. But I remember smoking out of an apple, and I, I remember I was laughing so hard i i was uh, and my brother laughs at me still to this day because i was probably 14 he was 13 and he and i was with my brother you know so i was kind of the bad influence too right like no, you know okay, yeah. i'm
2: the oldest brother and i got my brother into yeah yeah and stuff. so anyway uh, you just what laughed for? I a started while, laughing,
1: I was... laughing and saying I can't, I can't feel my legs. Right, and then we went to Krispy Kreme donuts, and that was Ate brand new.
2: Store, yeah, and,
1: and yeah. Oh, I remember fucking eating. Yeah, a dozen do a dozen glazed donuts. Like I was just like, bam. If and people are gonna do donuts, go
2: Krispy Kreme. You can watch them be made. I know uh, There was hot. the whole
1: process. Yeah, it was the whole process of us. Going through that and then and, and being in line and laughing, you know, at everybody and who's that guy and what's this thing, you know, and like, you know, it was so. God, it was you know. I'll be honest, like, yeah, when I started smoking weed, it was a, it was, it was a bonding thing that was made friendship in our group of guys that were my buddies, like, so much closer. I, I, I can't just, dis- you know, what I mean.
2: It, like well, you're a twelfth like, or it's not surprising. At some level, it's like, oh. This is going to unite us all in a very ephemeral way. <laughs> I mean, it does do that. That's what I mean. Trust. If people don't do drugs, I'm not even saying do them or don't do them. But it's like there's a there's a psychedelic bond with psychonauts. I mean, I would classify it as a psychonaut, even though it's a mild hallucinogen or whatever the fuck weed is classified as. Um, that shit really. I mean, there's a reason it's a peace pipe, right? <laughs> or whatever. Like it, it binds people. It's funny that you're saying that you laughed and couldn't feel your face the first time I ever smoked. Uh, I think I was in. I was playing football in eighth grade and stuff. Uh, yeah, or no, ninth grade. It was it was right before it was in two thousand because when nine eleven happened, I quit. I was like, people are fucking jumping out of buildings. I got to take life more seriously. What the fuck is going on? But like that right. day, I got into it, and my friends took me out to this woods behind the um, elementary school, and they're like, you know, curiosity, double Gemini life. Uh, they're like, yo, this is cool. You want to try? It? I'm like, fuck yeah. I, I've heard enough about this. You guys seem to be laughing a lot. Let's try it. I took like twenty bong hits. And like was like I don't feel it. They're like here, take another, take another. Like just kept going. And then all of a sudden, I <laughs> have it was nighttime in the woods. All of a sudden, everything like splinters, and I'm like like hyperventilating and shit. <laughs> I run outside of these woods, and literally I step off the curb, and from for like three days straight, I was stoned immaculate. Like I was just like off my gourd. Um, I do have Mars and Mercury in twelfth house. So it's not terribly surprising, I guess, but um. Got Dark Side of the Moon, the tape, and was just, like, talking to my brother, like, dude, this album is being high. you got to try this. Got him into weed. Bad influence shit. I'm not meaning to ramble, but it's, like, I, feel, no, I love real hard on that front. So, I mean, did it, were you just a Stoner? Did you try Mushrooms? Like, uh, how'd that whole, you know, gateway so, experience work?
1: So, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, weed was the gateway to Coke. But it was, like, it Jeez, was, like... You know, but it was it was weird. It was like you didn't even try mushrooms before Coke. No,
2: no. Oh, well life is life. So I'm not hating, but I'm just like okay. I mean, well, I, going I, from yeah, like yeah.
1: You have to remember it was Orange County, County. Oh, true, true, true. Right. So it was like um it's around. Yeah, and it was it was weird because I didn't just go right. It wasn't like oh, I'm doing this. I'm gonna try this right away. Like we're talking like two years. Like I'm talking like fourteen, fifteen years old. Like I'm starting to smoke weed. My main thing was cigarettes though. So it was like I I was more of a Marlboro red guy. So I would kind of smoke a couple nights a week with my friends. But then by the time I was about sixteen, seventeen was when it was like nicotine Okay, I'm buying enough. <laughs> nicotine isn't enough, and I'm smoking every day. And now I'm starting to ditch school and now I'm becoming a rebel. And now I'm not going to class, but I'm going to sports. So it never affected my sports. But it affected me going to class, and I was a straight A student and always, you know, top of my class and all that stuff to completely D minuses just to get through. You know what I'm talking about? More, like, more reds. Well, I would say it was it was, the, it was the it was the it was the it was the awakening of I don't want to go to college. I don't want to do the school system. I learn more on my computer at home on 56k internet than I do at school. I don't learn anything here. It was a like, we're talking like that was the kind of awakenings I was having in myself that I was like, there is no point to go to college. I remember seeing that there was a list of billionaires. And this is back when, you know, Timothy Leary was dying and he live streamed his death. in 2000. Jesus Christ. Oh, dude, he was the first live stream. I didn't the, know this. The, the first right live now. stream internet was Timothy Leary's death in LA in a house doing, um, NOS hits. Nitrous oxide. Nice. Yes. Be yes. Crack. And smoking weed. Yeah, literally. So seeing that, like, and, and, and following his work from at that age, like going into on the, the web and reading the Harvard stuff that he did to, you know, all that stuff. That's when I was like, there's the something degree might here. not matter
2: as much as they say.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I had too many kind of responsibilities with trying to make it through high school with 110 detentions and, um, you know, needing to finish, just, just graduate. Like, basically just graduate. So I was able to do that, and it was right after graduation I started sniffing Coke, you know? It was like, oh, okay. And then... I but didn't did you enjoy
2: knowledge. it? Because I've done coke like maybe four or five times. Um, even like while I was trimming weed, someone would give me a, like a bump or something. And I, I mean, you could see it in my chart probably. But it's like I'm pretty up anyway. Like ecstasy and coke, it's like I don't need that. I think I can see other people whose personalities would benefit from it. Maybe 12th house son particularly, um, like snap you out of like the dream or something like that. Um, but it's the only yeah, thing I've yeah. ever done where it's like I chaser. It was all chaser. It's like oh, I want more, but I don't know why. <laughs> it was never satisfying. Like the you first, know, you take a first... bong hit. Yeah, It was just like, oh, more, oh, more And then I'm like, whoa, this is not fun
1: Well, well so the first time I, I I did it I was like, I don't really see the ever It's like coffee it. cool. It's like it's the like, first time you smoke weed too Like, I mean, sure, I was laughing or whatever But like the second or third time you smoke weed You're like, oh, okay, I know what it's like to be stoned now The first time I did coke I, I really didn't know The second time I did coke Then I was like, oh, I get it now Wow, this is fun but for me it was more of like <clears throat> confidence that I, I had never say, felt. Uh, it was a I mean, yeah. and, and it's Pulled different.
2: different
1: yeah, it's different than the confidence in sports cuz I had mad confidence in sports, but like in social paradigm or in the confidence of like I can do anything in the world kind of idea. Like whoa, I've never felt that. And that actually was when I decided to join the Navy. Uh, I uh, Coke? <clears throat> No, no, but I, I was on weed. I was uh it was I was I graduated in June of two thousand two and then
2: uh so post-9 eleven kind of stuff.
1: Uh yeah, exactly. And it was July fourth of two thousand two and I was seventeen. I was on the beach smoking weed and I had a my my grandparents had a beach house and they were gone for like the summer in San Clemente, California. And so I brought a bunch of my friends there. My dad was there and they just met us on the beach and uh, one of my buddies came up to me when I was stoned looking at the ocean with my dad. And uh, my dad asked me what I was going to do with my life. And I was like, I don't know. Am I going to go down your road? Like, am I going to go do cars? Like, uh, what am I going to do? And my buddy came up and he's like, I'm going to go join the Navy, dude. They're giving out big bonuses and all this stuff. You should come with me. And I was high and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do it. Let me see it. Like, you know, so when I went there. They literally asked what I did, but they looked at my high school records and and then they were like, wow, you're the captain of the water polo team? I'm like, yeah, they're like, we need rescue swimmers bad. And so that was when I was like, and they're like, we can give you a huge bonus and give you a better rank when you get out of boot camp. and you'll have the life of your dreams. That's like a, one of the better jobs to have. It's the third hardest school, though, in the military next to, you know, it's like SEALs is the hardest, then SWIC, which is Special Warfare Combat Crew, and then Air Crew School. And I was like, let's do it. So I joined a week after my 18th birthday. <clears throat> well, it's not a whole lot of time there. It's like I'm an adult. Later. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you brought that up. That was my number one thing. I did not want to be because I noticed all the chicks. Once you graduate high school, the chicks don't want you from you from you know the senior chicks that you're with. They're dating college older guys, yeah, right. So, so I'm and it's like I don't even want to date a 15 year old. I'm 18 now. Like I wanted, I wanted the hot chicks, you know. So I was like, they're never gonna like me unless I have my own place and a car and all that kind of stuff. I didn't have a car, so I joined to build uh, my adult life. And your Mars is
2: very close to your Saturn, so it's like not terribly surprising. (laughs) It's very practical actions here, like and Jupiter and Capricorn. You're like, I want to succeed, so it's like, I don't want to be a chump. Let's do this,
1: yeah. And I think, like, it's funny, you, you know, you have North Node and Taurus and Venus and Taurus. Like, I think you get it too, is like, and you have the moon at the top of your chart, like me. It's like moon at the top of your chart. Like you just got to, you know, you got to do something big, and you know, you got to, you got to, you got to, you can't, you just don't want to be in normal uh, life, especially the closer it is to that kind of more typical home style life of like what we all just Ned see. As, exactly. Or when, or like, I, I, I hate when politicians are just talking about, and, and this is one thing I don't like about Joe Biden. Is when he always is just like, you know, sitting at the table. You know, we're sitting at the table and across from you at the table. I'm like, that's never been my life. I don't know what it's like to just I mean, sure, I ate with my family. My mom made dinner a lot, you know what I mean? Like that's not a high value priority. But that was not the like high, high that was not our high value priority. Like we had more time, more fun going out to Lake Havasu and camping or um, you know, talking and playing cards about other things out in the backyard or whatever, but that whole just like it's like, he, I, I don't think he has any. It's like, that's his life, but he, he projects it upon everybody else. Well, and, I think he's
2: coming from a different value set. He's a, you know, he's not, it's tricky. I'm not all about Biden, but it's like, um, he's a modernist. I, I think, you know, not, I don't want to be an ageist, but I don't think of him as very postmodern, even though he's a 12th house son, Scorpio, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, he, so he can relate to anybody in a weird way and schmooze with kind of anybody. He's decided that, you know, the wheels to grease are the working people. So it's like, right, I'm going right. to make you guys feel good. Bring your Bible to supper. Um, you know, it's safe or whatever the fuck he's selling. So, yeah, I hear you. If he was talking about Krispy Kreme donuts and being stoned, you might be all about him, but clearly that's not the case. So, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. So, you basically. No, heard, I love uh, that.
1: I, I love that you, that, that's your input because I think you're right because it's like, but I think he's not hit, he's hitting an older nineteen eighties idea of work too. Much like Reagan, uh, exactly. Yeah, it's like
2: yo, let's be like, don't you want a Cadillac? It's like no, we
1: don't. like like there was a study. I forgot how It was like three years ago. It was like. 10 or 20% of families actually sit down and make dinner and sit down the old school way and set the table and like sit and eat. There's just this world's gone too fast. The energy has changed so much. People are on their phones, people are, you know, eating at the couch or they're eating. Here and they're not. It's like that 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 idea that you know. And I'm sure he keeps that tradition because he's older. But it's like he has no gauge on America, if that makes sense. In the sense that, like, people's lives are moving rapidly and fast. And it's not like the 80s and 90s where I'll set the table, mom. Like, okay, where's the okay? Here's the you know. Okay, I'm setting it. You know, like. Not happening. He's
2: he's been in politics for like 40 or 50 years. So I think he's just using the same playbook that's worked. So it's like he got in at a time when that worked. Like, You know what I'm saying? Like, It's like, oh, long hair. Are you a long hair or not? Like that kind of era. So he's kind of just – I mean conservative is not really the word I want to look for. But it's like he's rather traditional. Um, But we don't have to talk about Biden now or at all if you don't want to. Well, I
1: I think – yeah. No, I I just think it was a good kind of like segment to kind of what we're talking about is like – that the real the real if we're in, if I'm on a team rabbit hole podcast here right yeah you, can you have say the fuck you want by the way okay, that, I'm not, that, I don't give a so shit. that's that's where I'm going to drop the bomb here is that that even though okay yeah I I smoked weed I did the the coke and all that and I joined the navy it was the rebellion within me of realizing I don't have to do this world the way it's been told to be that i didn't realize is deep until i reflected later on but i was going through that from you know 15 16 uh you know until i even got in the navy which when i joined the navy i popped my piss test at uh meps where you take your asvab test and they had to write a waiver to me and have a rear admiral like show up and San San Diego and be like, son, you promised never to smoke marijuana ever in your life again. I'm like, sir, yes, sir, I guess so. And I was still a civilian, right? Like, you know, as I'm stoned, like, yeah, of course, I won't do that shit again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, just give me in. I'm looking for the the cash and I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? And so they let me in, but I had to wait to go to boot camp until December of 2002. So I was sitting there for four months and uh, basically like, just hanging out with my friends, having a good summer. I had a girlfriend and, and we were talking about like being together when she was a year, a grade younger than me. So um, she had one more year of school left and it was like, ah, maybe we're going to get married and I'll be in the Navy and all that stuff. And I went to boot camp and uh, we went to war, Uh, you know, uh, between. And did you serve abroad or shit? I mean, I realized now that we were in war, but like, were you active duty? Yeah, no, I was active duty until February of 2004. So, I didn't realize that. So what so kind of to, action have
2: you seen? Or, yeah, you keep talking, I'll shut up. Uh,
1: so I went to boot camp. I was the lead. I got I made got made leader at boot camp, which is called RPOC. And I ran all the 80 people, and I, I excelled really well in boot camp. And then I went to air crew school in uh, Pensacola, Florida, what i was in boot camp though when we were going to war with afghanistan and dropping bombs already but deeper when we decided to do that whole mission accomplished um operation freedom
2: colin powell pissed me the fuck off uh because i I mean you're about my age he sold me on that shit he's like there's mobile weapons labs we gotta go do." dude i was in boot
1: camp for all that stuff so,
2: so I, well, I thought it was legit, and then we never found anything. So clearly, you it was legit. Questions.
0: Go ahead, One right question, uh, Leo King. So you say that basically you already hacked around in the 90s and uh, you know sent aimbot killers, in a sense, and stumbled across Timothy Leary and uh, who knows what kind of HTML pages. Didn't you, at least in some way, also get super wary of the, let's just say, military-industrial complex? I'm just kind of wondering
1: that that's the th- it's a great question Raphael. it was like i was but at the same token they I was, house I, son, man. I, I was i exactly i was a flip-flopping energy as far as like okay I, i'm I, I was young too so it's like i'm seeing this energy but at the same time i gotta figure shit out my mom's like yo you're gonna go to college or you're gonna have a job if you're gonna live here right it's like right. Like, oh, okay, well, I don't want to do either of those two unless I I have a job that actually can give me a car and make, you know, I I went and worked at Gallup Poll for like three days, the worst job in the world, calling people and being like, do you like Nabisco or do you like this? You know what I mean? And I I was like, this ain't going to work. So. That's where the military was playing nonstop because they knew we were going to go to war. They were playing the US Navy commercial with Metallica. I'll never we're forget like it. Like yeah, exactly. And the and the F-18s landing on the on, on the on the aircraft cool carriers.
2: And I was day. like,
1: "Boom, I'm in." Like I was just like, "You know what? I I will do anything to get out of the bubble of Orange County and all the all my friends were very privileged and I didn't really have that. So I was just kind of like, they all get whatever they want and they have money to do whatever they want. I don't. So I want to go try and make it and I'll take whatever it is. So I kind of dropped all that for, you know, to try and figure out life, I guess, on my own. And I was stuck in the matrix. Uh, And so it wasn't until I got in and then I'm in boot camp and they changed the boot camp to war boot camp, which a lot of people don't know that. They do that. That's a buzzkill.
2: It's like, oh, shit, this
1: got real real quick. It got real real quick. And then, you know, it's kind of scary as you're graduating, and it's like immediate orders. So it's like I go to air Cruise school. I'm a rescue swimmer. I do, you know, a couple – I do like a couple months of training, and then the next thing I know I'm jumping out of a helicopter and all that stuff. And next thing I knew after that, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I want to do F-18s. Like Top Gun was my favorite movie. so. um Long story short, because I was in such a hard school and all, and all that certification, they let me go anywhere I wanted in the Navy. I'll never forget that. They're like, "Well, you can go wherever you want." Jupiter well, Neptune
2: gonna... conjunct fucking fifth house cap. It's like, yeah.
1: yeah. So the they, world's your oyster. What do you want? I <laughs> said Top
2: Gun. I want to go to Top what, Gun. For the record, I'm glad you said that's your one of your favorite movies because I could dolphinately see it in your essence i mean i'm just like oh okay i mean it's almost like if daft punk and tom cruise had a child <laughs> uh kind of thing from top gun particularly no so, it's
1: yeah it's true i mean it's kind of funny i have uh dr aaron she's really cool um she, she looked at my business card a couple years ago and she looked at me and she went oh tom cruise and i went what and she like reads subconsciouses she's like yeah you like emit kind of a tom cruise energy i'm like yeah he's my you favorite actor thing. No, no, well, well, well—that's a whole other subject. Is all I feel Scientology is, and I don't know why people are so scared of it. Is they just all that dude did was jack all the spiritual stuff and made his own contraptions about it, and and it's like practiced. a modern
2: pyramid scheme kind of. Thing. That's what I'm saying.
1: It's like he repackaged spirituality into his own thing and called it Scientology, and then like made it a cult, basically. So, I mean, it's but it's just it's just like I mean, it's it's a lot of things that people in spiritual communities have been practicing forever. It's not anything mind-blowing or breakthrough, if that makes sense. But um, long story short, yeah, yeah I uh, they were like, well, Fallon, Nevada is where Top Gun is. I'm like, it's not in Miramar? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, I'm from California. I want to go back to California. They're like, oh, no. Well, all the F-18 squadrons based out of San Diego are actually in Lemoore, California, in Central California. It's like by Fresno. I'm like Which okay, I'll take, I'll take it. Well, yeah, I was, but but you have to remember, I'm in the military, and I'm going to be able to now be two and a half hours from home. I'm like,
2: that's like, word, yeah, yeah, here.
1: In the navy during war, I'm like, fuck yeah,
2: that's Silverlining City.
1: Uh, so I, I I show up, and my 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 uh, my, uh, my squadron is out at the war. Like, so, you came into an empty room and they're fighting kind of thing? I came to the base and I literally, they were like, yeah, your squadron's gone. So you can just chill here at this barracks, um, which you can come and help pick trash every morning for an hour or two. And then you're free to do whatever you want. Just don't I'm not through. even kidding. Right? Well, guess what? I did. I fucking oh, came. No- I I start going home because I have more free time and I'm waiting for my squadron for like a month to come back and I am doing blow, I'm doing weed, I'm drinking, I'm going to, all my buddies were in college, I was going to all the frat parties at Long Beach State to, you know, all, I, I, next thing I know, I'm like, what the fuck did I do? How am I in this whole military thing? I like erased the military when I went home. You know what I mean? Like I I did not follow the rules. I just did me. And that's when I came back to base, and my squadron came back, and I I kind of had to like figure it all out as I'm finishing my eight ball, you know, in my room and realizing, wow, I'm in the middle of the military doing an eight ball of coke in my barracks. And that I sounds to really go. American, though. I mean, I gotta say, well, it was a very surreal feeling. I, I I don't. I've never really talked about this ever in my life to people. Not a lot of people know, but. You know, it was very weird, like hiding, doing blow in the military. Like that is a very weird feeling. And walking around the base in your uniform, trying to get like a coke at the Coca Cola machine, or buying a pack of smokes at the at the commissary, like with fucking yayo in your nose.
0: Like I mean, like, it sounds. Hilarious. I was about to say, yeah. First of all, that I was about to say, actually, it sounds so real. And then I'm thinking, like, knowing a little bit of what's actually going on, you know, also in a sense, doesn't sound so bad, I mean it didn't sound like you went out to hurt anybody or something
1: but, no, yeah, no, I can
0: definitely grok that in theory at least, it's let's say, absolute order in terms of military with, um, yeah an alternate consciousness, which a state of consciousness, which by definition are illegal, especially within the military and society at large if you're not a part of a you know, psychological experiment
2: at that moment. So, yeah. Well, with fucking Uh, Mars and uh, Scorpio, you're going to be a rule breaker. I mean, it's just kind of how it works.
0: But then did they have you do a drug test or how did it turn out?
1: So the thing about drug testing in the Navy back then is they take a whole batch and only pick a couple out of the batch. It's not like they test every single person. It's a lot like how they're doing this coronavirus testing.
0: It's like a joke. They're throwing them in
1: massive batches. It's not like it's okay we have your individual sample here like you know people have to kind of like wake their eyes up a little bit more to how this stuff is working but um so long story short i it was i was my, my squadron just got there and they didn't piss test and then there were other guys that were doing like weed and stuff so i just figured out like okay like we had in our lockers like the the fake dick that was like you oh, know, drug like, test like, dick. with a drug test dick and then we had a microwave that was like you know that was on our our hangar bay and it was just like yeah just like any of you if any of us have used anything within the last couple of days just like we all pitched in on like five of those dicks <laughs> and like you know like like we just it was in you know we would change lockers with it but they never checked our lockers so what uncle sam doesn't
2: know doesn't hurt him i guess
1: yeah, so we just, we just, and 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 that was the thing because they say they watch you pee, but really it's just like a petty officer, and he's just like looking down a row of dudes, and he's not just staring at dicks. He's no, that's not a comfortable thing to do for anybody. I don't give a fuck who they are. So if you think that the the military is like, yeah, go watch a bunch of guys piss in the cup. Yeah, right. That fool's like, like, th- even laughing. Like, I don't even know. How, like, like, he's laughing. Like, looking away. You know, like, it's not. That's not anybody who would like enjoy doing that would be weird. If that makes sense. Like, that would or be homosexual. Weird. Even I don't know if a homosexual would enjoy that. Does that make sense? Like, it's just like watching just a bunch of dudes pee, like coming in waves. Like, that's, that's just weird. Well,
2: the way you get astrology, people, human design. We've had uh, Richard Rudd on the podcast. He did Gene Keys. Uh, he's pretty dope um virgo still so rather intense but uh you'd think that people like governments and shit would be like intuitive it's like there's not so there's somebody (laughs) yeah there's somebody who wants to do that like i mean frank zappa one of my heroes is like there's a you know do your thing there's somebody who's obsessed with it it's like in a weird way it's like you're somebody's fetish (laughs) like no matter how ugly or fat or you know dumb you are it's like you're you're going to get somebody off so you got to think that the People could, I mean, this is a weird way to put it. There's better ways to engineer it. There's somebody who really wants to watch a bunch of dudes pee, and they would love I mean, to get I mean, paid for it.
1: Correct. But the military is so. They're not and cool all they're government, government. And this is where I think people need to remember about the government. The government is so slow because there's so many people on top of people on top of people that, you know, they don't send a training manual on find the man in the squadron that's going to want to look at people's dicks peeing. not bureaucratic uh that's that's too much that's (laughs) already they already have too much paperwork as it is so it's just basically the next in line of command like hey i don't want to do this like you you're go watch them pee like that's how it works like that exactly like like, so they're they're not like having a, a corporate board meeting and being like who's the best person to look at people piss so it's like like, that's where the, I found that there were so many little holes, right? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, so long story short, I I was in and working on jets. I was a air, uh, I was a undesignated airman, which means that I went to the line shack, which meant I was a plane captain. I wore the brown cranials that you see on, like, the flight decks of uh, aircraft carriers for F-18s, uh, Hornets. So, you and, got push
2: the Top Gun dream. I mean, as much as I you did. did. It, it I
1: did. I mean, I literally uh, was in my squadron, was a Top Gun squadron, meaning that a couple of our pilots and planes would go to Top Gun. So, and we, we, we did, it, it, It's kind did of. You weird. Have bill-
0: I know it's super popular, but even me including, what does that mean exactly, Top Gun? Top Gun is
1: a, is a, is a, it's, uh, like it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a strike fighter, um, elite school to make. P- fighter pilots that are in the U S Navy and Marines. Cause there's, they're part of the Navy. Um, the top basically fighter pilots for air to air combat and air to, not just air to air combat, but also, uh, like dog fighting and stuff up in, up in the air. But also when I was in, it was about those F 18s were having new electronics put in that had GPS, um, and also at that time it was top secret, but it was, it was, they, they could fire missiles from the F-18s and see through people's homes and see the infrareds of humans inside the, in the, in the house or in the, in the buildings. Like and, and the so, weddings and so, clear and present danger. Like, like, they and so it was teaching them how to do that. Like it was, it, and so it was about taking barons, this. Raphael, the red barons of the air force. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was basically whoever's the top of the squadrons and those squadrons also need to be very active in wartime where there's training squadrons for just the beginning new pilots where I was in a, like a, basically a strike fighter squadron. And you can look it up. It's VFA 151. We were the vigilantes and we actually, our logo was a, a skull with a, you know, a, a big old knife in its teeth. Like it was pretty. We were the badass ones. That's pretty hardcore. It was do hardcore. Do you have
2: a nickname?
1: Like goose well, I mean, or no, no, no. I was Palmer, but I was, I was, I was a plane captain. So you get your name on the side of the plane with the pilot, which is pretty oh, that's cool. let dope, yeah. Because because everybody else is like a, a electronics mate, like Eric's electronics. So they do electronics. or so you do the ordnance guys, the the aos. Or you have, like, the engine, right? So the engine's mates. So I was the plane captain. I basically was, okay, the plane's coming in. It's after the pilot, you know, gets out. Then it's under my control. And I have to go post-flight, pre-flight. and I have to, like, park it. But I also have to make sure that it's, I got to get it back up in the air. Because after every hour of flight, there's about 12 to 18 hours of work that needs to be done. That's That's what it takes. So it's like, How incredibly okay, inefficient. well, for those, those are $23 million machines, and they are, you don't want them to blow up, you don't want them to have a problem. And you don't want them to fail if it was wartime, especially if the ordnance didn't drop, or if the electronics didn't work, or if the engines failed. And, and those were general electric motors, so you know, or, you know, jet engines. So You know, it was like getting it to the right people to make sure that everything's right and getting the checkoffs and then getting it prepared back on the line and then getting the the pilot in the plane and then telling him to take his hands off everything's hand signals and knowing the hand signals and then check the plane while it's like I was like the guy when you start the plane, like telling the pilot to start the, the, the plane and start the engines and then walk around the plane with the engines on, make sure everything's fine and then taxi him and wave him out or launch him on the on the catapult but i wasn't the launcher but i was the one setting the signal like you're launching that sends to the catapult person that to, to, to catapult them so you're basically the the plane captain to, yeah. yeah it's like it's like i don't do any of the work i do all the like okay it's all good and you're all good and everything's checked and let's get you in there and let's get you out so, so
2: there's actually a Miyazaki. I don't know if you're into anime. Um, He did like spirit of yeah, Away and yeah. shit like that. Uh, I just, I've been teaching myself Japanese for the past, I don't know, 200 days on Duolingo. It's funny. I've been number one in all these leagues and I just like, it's pathetic in a way because it doesn't matter, but I'm like crushing people inconsequentially. Anyway, the point is I look, so I've, I've started binging Miyazaki films and watch all these Studio d things. There's a movie you might like given all this, what you're saying called The Wind Rises. Uh, check that mm, out. It's kind I of well. Kind of, fantasy but it's about uh you'll like it a lot actually considering how much you like planes and stuff but ultimately i'm curious um and i do want to get to like other things in your life how did you get kicked out of uh or did you get kicked out how did did you quit what happened you left yeah the reason
1: why i think this story is important because this is the this is how my awakening happened the biggest oh shit then don't let me stop yeah so it was like okay so i realized at this point i really am not liking the military just being in it I was a patriot and I'm all about our military and I'm, uh, you know, my family going back to this will bridge my real deep history is my, my dad's side, uh, you know, came on the, the Mayflower and the, the fortune and, you know, have been in America since 1620 and 1621. I'm both my dad's mom and dad's uh, dad. So that's, what's crazy is the first settlers like my, my grandmother her, her lineage is from that. And then my grandfather, his lineage is from that. And then they meet 300 and like 40 years later and get married. And they're from that same hundred people that were from the Mayflower and the fortune fortune was the second boat in 1621 that came in. So, um, th- then the, my family fought in the American revolutionary war. Uh, and then they were Quakers and went on the Oregon trail So my family's been in America since 1620. So I'm a deep patriot, Um, and and my 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 13th great grandfather is Isaac Allerton, who was a Mayflower Compact signer, and was on the Mayflower. So, um, you know, all you don't have to
2: convince me of your patriotism, but it seems like it's in the blood. Let's just say,
1: correct. And then even the first uh, the first uh, one of my 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 12th great grandfather. Was the first reverend in Plymouth, so you know. Then there was a, I have a bunch of reverends that go up until like the seventeen hundreds, uh, and then they became Quakers. But I think they would uh, like
2: your prayers during spiritual dance music. For the record,
1: so that that's what's kind of crazy is like you know. I didn't I didn't really get all that knowledge till later in life, but it was it's it, it, it acts out through my my work now. But my family always fought for freedom of religion and freedom of expression. From leaving to be on the Mayflower to get away from King James, all the way to get away from King George uh, during the, the Revolutionary War to getting away from the Civil War and going to Oregon um, as Quakers, being like, "This is not what we're about," you know, uh, because Quakers were not about violence. So um, even though like we were, OG
2: hippies, kind of.
1: Yeah. And we weren't about slavery at all. Like Quakers don't do slaves either. So uh, my, my family left from, you know, Pennsylvania area and peaced out, you know? So, um, it was, it was quite a weird thing for me, but the military, I was a patriot, but I just didn't, I, I was, I, 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 there was one night I was on the flight line. I worked from 4 PM zero or 1600 to f- zero 400. I worked 12 on 12 off. And I was up at night, so that's uh, the blow was uh, was being used a lot. And I remember one time I passed out on the flight line, and my buddies picked me up, and they were like, "Are you all right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. I haven't slept for a couple of days, and doing blow, and I I was partying a bunch, and I went a wall. So I got kicked out for going AWOL
2: a wall, which like was
1: Correct absence without leave, like just not showing up to work, and then I like went and partied and. You know, met a chick at a club and, like, hung out in a Motel 6 for a while. And, you know, it was, like, long Beach story short. Shit. You know, I, I'm a Leo. I wanted to go have a good time. And my girlfriend dumped me in boot camp, by the way, from high school. So, yeah, yeah, so I kind of was, like, forlorn, tossed to the wind,
2: wanting to have a good time.
1: Well, no, she dumped me because she realized she didn't, you know want to be with a guy who's not going to be around, which I, I totally get it. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I was kind of in a place of like exploring who I was, had a car, had my own place. But then I was like, I don't want to do this. And this is a deep spiritual thing. I was on one of the jets and I have the picture on my Facebook, but I'm sitting on one of the jets and I had to put on the stickers for every, you know, it's a hundred, hundred, it's every one ton of ordnance that was dropped on Iraq. I had to put a sticker of a bomb sticker uh, next to the windshield. So it's like and a pizza hut sticker. Like
2: pretty much. It's
1: basically like a big dick, like for each jet, which jet has the bigger dick of more ordnance. Or I just thought about what am I doing? right like is this what i'm about like no so i it, it, you know maybe it was an excuse that i was also doing but at the core it's just not who i am right like especially in 2003 i i watched loose change about 9/11 and i'm in the military and i am like yeah that was an inside job so, what am I
2: supporting I, exactly here? Exactly.
1: So, I ended up going to, long story short, I ended up going to military prison for 30 days and getting an other than honorable discharge for unauthorized absence and popping my piss test for marijuana. And what's uh, ratchet?
2: I didn't even know there was a military prison.
1: Yeah, I went to Navcom Brig Miramarf, um, where it's all five, uh, you know, different. Uh, you know it's everybody from marines to air force everybody and was that a rough scene no like uh it was nice because military prison you have to wear your uniforms you get your own cell um and there's a shower every six cells down that's uh, private and the food's really good and you still get paid (laughs) damn
2: that sounds like the bougiest way you could exit
1: and play ping pong all day and watch tv but they have live ammo in there they have live ammunition they have like the guards have live ammo so if you fuck around you're getting shot Which i think i don't know why they don't do that in normal jails or prisons right it's like because you don't fuck around so i didn't have to worry about you know gangs even though they were kind of in there uh but you know as long as you know how to play spades and you know how to talk your game and you, you've been through, you know, you're more, you know, like I was, I was in for, you know, like, like drugs. Like I was kind of considered like, cool, cool. if that makes sense. Yeah, because no, totally there's, makes sense. there's, there's rapists in there. There's guys who abuse their wives in there. That's what I was and there might be like right, raving right? lunatics. Correct. Uh, like Or the guy who, I don't know if you remember 2003, he was an army uh, guy who threw a grenade into the, into one of our own, um, like tents with generals in it and stuff. He was in there and we all treated him like shit. Even though we're all in there for doing bad stuff in the military, we still are not that bad, right? Like we're still on the same team. Like we just might have our minor fuck ups, but we're all still, we're not, we're not trying to fucking blow up each other. Like that's fucking crazy. Right. So like that guy got treated like crazy and he, he ended up I think spending like 30 or 40 years or something. So there was guys in there that were going to go serve, 50 years, you know, know, like it was crazy. And I was in the like just the first, you know, barracks of like the in and out where they're doing like, you know, check in and where you're, where, which next place are you going to go in that part of the jail or the prison for 20 years, 10 years. So I got to meet every weirdo come in and then leave after two to three days, like, cause I was only serving a 30 day sentence. But I got kicked out and that's when. I went full blown rave. Uh and had you been and, to a
2: rave before?
1: Yeah, um, I had been to like a, a, a kind of a minor little one, but it was more like I really at 19 getting kicked out of the Navy and coming back to Orange County, got a job right away because I had nowhere to go, so I had to get an apartment. And I did. I got I got a job out of the newspaper at a boat dealership and it was such a cool job that I made great money and I got made the manager. But it was like every weekend I was at a rave and I started promoting and I started doing clubs and I next thing I knew, you know what I mean? Like um I I literally that's when the ecstasy used so the next drug was ecstasy and I found my my awakening with ecstasy and acid and shrooms those three those were from 19 to 21 oh and speed uh, those i was doing all at once like jesus christ candy flipping on speed yes and actually i thought that was fun well like like, like, hours, like man. what
2: are you gonna say it's
1: like oh, I, mean, I, wanna go, I, I don't wanna
2: push I don't, the envelope i want I to i don't, I don't.
1: And I don't advocate any of this. I just want to say it, but like, you know, we're on a, we're just like, you know, no, on a rabbit balls, rabbit balls podcast pros,
2: psychoactives, but at the same time people, I mean, it's tricky. Your, it's karma tricky. Is your karma folks like make wise decisions. Life is fun. Don't get burned. Explore, but don't be dumb.
1: Exactly. And I just am wanting to put out there to people that like, you know, like it's not, it's, it, 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 it finds you. You don't go seeking it. If that makes sense. Like it, it finds you. My brother like makes
2: fun of me because he's always like, Jim, you always – wherever we live, whether it's Honolulu, I lived there two years, or Philadelphia or Switzerland or wherever I've lived, Ecuador, Australia, I always find the drug dealers. I mean I th- it's, I have Mars and Mercury in 12th house. It's like I just know where – they find me, like you're kind of saying. It's like, oh, oh, you're cool. Oh, yeah, you smoke? OK, let's smoke even though like I'm not supposed to be smoking or whatever, like that stuff. So it's, it's real stuff. And like I say, we're not – I mean I don't smoke much now. I've smoked a few weeks ago. I've smoked a few times this year. I don't trip you know last one was in july or something um i'm moving more towards my midheaven right quite frankly but um ultimately we're not judging anybody here and people shouldn't be judgmental ironically spiritual awakening can occur through psychedelics a shocker folks look at Timothy let me just repeat
0: the real issue i'm having and you know we always talk about how do you say responsible everything and you know know yourself do your own research nobody can tell you what what to do But the real issue I'm having still is that, you know, if you were to remove all of the psychoactive substances and then remove all the culture that's been created, you know, all your favorite songs would be gone. And, you know,
2: I mean, literally everything
0: would be gone. No, what I mean is like computer graphics, like anything, none of it would be there in that form. So that just should be considered.
1: Correct. I uh, and, and and I remember seeing it was a list, uh, I think it was about 2004, when I was on now cable internet had just, you know, really been out that I saw the list of, you know, billionaires. And, and it was like, you know, everybody from, I don't like Bill Gates, but Bill Gates to, you know, um, everybody that have changed the world had done LSD, like it was the list of people who had done it. And what their achievement were and then like you saw a list of people who that you saw in the world that have not done it and it was like the comparison list was kind of like i guess i guess the people who do these crazy weird things in the world definitely have gone into the rabbit hole right it's like like it would blew my mind so much and i've seen a,
2: a cat scan of like a normal human brain activity compared to on lsd like, normal is like you see a few light up spots and then LSD is like fully lit. Like there's a reason Watson lit. Crick uh, found DNA double helix on LSD. There's a reason Cary Grant was on Time Magazine saying LSD's awesome in the 60s. Like, I mean, I met actually Albert Hoffman's grandson in Switzerland when I was there in 2009. Um, he was not hip on it, but it's like this stuff has a lot of potential and I think a lot of, uh, I don't, I mean you probably get a lot of shit for drinking Sprite <laughs> and all sorts of stuff, so that's funny right
1: i get shit for getting for drinking sprite yet uh no nobody's uh some people once in a while i get a comment of like oh you're just an ex fucking speed freak that used to do acid you know it's like whatever it's like it's like i'm getting i'm getting shit for drinking sprite like what a great definition (laughs) how silly haters
2: gonna hate i guess all i'm saying and we can keep talking is um drugs happen um and all the PSAs about like, you know, this'll fuck you up. It's like, no, some of the best accomplishments and epiphanies of culture have happened. I mean, even like Victor Hugo, who wrote Misérables* Robin stuff, he was eating hash. Um so it's like, which is like cannabis. So it's like don't just write it off, don't just listen to Nancy Reagan folks, but at the same time, don't be a fucking crazy, you know, meth head or whatever. I'm not advocating that either. Everyone's gonna right. find their own way. But we don't have to keep on like Molly coddling people they'll figure it out so yeah well so i want to say this. say this yeah sorry
1: yeah. so, so, so raving but it brings up a good point though it's like what what made me not be so afraid to jump into the rabbit hole was when they had the dare program in high school or in in, in junior high and all that where the cops come into school and teach you about drugs right and you they sign give a you like contracts say no never do anything right right it's like it's like you're you're telling me what not to do i'm gonna do it if that makes sense like right you tell like if you start telling it's like it's like having a really authoritarian you know parent come in and being like you're not allowed to talk on the phone you know what i mean it's like and then like the way that they overhyped it so much it was just like uh that means you want me to not go here because there's obviously something on the other side that i don't know that I want to look at, especially after I did watch The Matrix and stuff. Right? It was like, well, so he
2: doesn't have my best interest necessarily, kind of thing.
1: Correct, and and I think doing ecstasy, which I, I would say, if I had to pick my favorite drug of all choice, it would be that. Um, especially because be double. Well, I was just say yeah, how like Moon and Taurus and double Leo is that. um, but in twelfth house, Leo too, right? Um, I
2: love everybody. And, oh yeah,
1: th- that was me. I was in cuddle puddles. I was, I was, uh, I was like rave, like you know, like. But I didn't wear the candy. I still kept my own. Like I'm badass, but I'm like, I'm like with the candy ravers, you know. And I, I, I was in, I was, I was, I was into trance, but it got mainly into house music, like in Mark Farina and Underground, San Francisco, you know, Chicago like style, and. That shit made me dance like I never danced before. I mean, it, I, like I found my soul in two thousand four. Uh, I mean, I never have danced so much in my life. And I found happiness, and I remember I found love eternally in everything. But it was also the LSD that, that plays a big role in it. Yeah, <laughs> that took it to another level of. You know, the first time you take it, I took it uh, to see Daft Punk at Coachella in two thousand six. Jesus Christ, that's epic! I trust me, that is the most uh, epic story of, of an acid trip because not only was it from Santa Cruz, the L that we got in liquid form from the guys who made Orange Sunshine back in the day, Props. but it, but it was uh, it was Daft Punk with a show that nobody knew what's going to happen. That's and like I, one of the
2: better shows is that the one where they were all red and doing crazy shit no
1: that was that that was 2007 on the alive tour but 2006 they only played once and it was coachella and it was the the revealing of that show but nobody knew what the pyramid was yet nobody we didn't know we just were going like i thought they were going to dj i didn't know they were going to come out robot helmets yeah and that's like in the showtime documentary and stuff that they do about daft punk like everybody uh, that's the show that you know, to be the first person to see that show, it on it, acid, and it was in my first time on acid. And I remember I took it at like high noon, and I, 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 I didn't know what I was getting into, right? And then the first two hours was just like. The most terrifying experience of my you life. Come up so hard
2: if you don't know what to expect. It's like oh, well, well, shit that's, I'm that's, that's, what I,
1: that's what I tell people, especially I was around hundred thousand people, right in the middle of hundred and ten degree heat in the desert. Like, but it was and and but the main thing was breaking your identification ego programming is what it is. Like that's what people I think need to realize is that the fear is your ego trying to grip onto this false realities. Identity that acid gives you the full experience of your true soul without the ego mind. Like, it it completely demolishes it and destroys the files that the D.A.R.E. police officer gave you that... Your grandma told you is the right the thing to do about this. Window, probably. The, the, well, yeah, all, everything that we've been conditioned, and mainly it's television, right? It's like, all, and school, and what we're taught and what our teachers tell us. And that's where I think the wall and Pink Floyd and so much of that w- w- blew my mind and my in my life. Like, we
2: kind of said it like, culture's not your friend, it's a programming tool. It's and, a and at some level, we have to be programmed. It's like software, hardware. It's like we have to have an operating system. You can't really avoid that. So you use language. You know, you relate to symbols archetypically, subconsciously and unconsciously. You know, like, we, we have DNA, for fuck's sake. We are information, hyperdimensional computers walking around in meat suits or whatever the fuck we are, uh, Tesla coil meat suit things. Um, but at the same time, there's so many layers of conditioning that we just not only run on subconsciously, but just assume to be okay. Where it's just like, oh, yeah, boys are blue, girls are pink. Or, you know, just stupid shit. I mean, that's not a weird example, but it's like, oh, yeah, like, I stop at the end of my skin. It's like, no, you don't. You have an electromagnetic aura that's potentially many feet around you. I mean, you have twelve house stuff. I've got it too. I I came up – I want you to keep on talking about death Punk, but I came up on acid um, after – I did it back in high school at a fish show and freaked out, walked out. Oh, wow, like, wow. oh, my god. Uh, like I was just spunions. Not a good look. And I didn't touch it for like 10 years. Um, but then it, because I was just like, nah, I'll do mushrooms. I'll do other things. But acid, like I, I melted my child's skull there. Anyway, I came to Colorado eventually and was um went to a, well, I had tickets to a Disco Biscuits, which is kind of like an electronic. Oh table. yeah, yeah. Oh, they're dope. Um, my brother's actually given the drummer his e drum for their Red Rocks concert. He knows them kind of, so they're cool. But um, I hadn't done acid in like ten years or something, and I was uh, hooking up with his Pisces, ironically, uh, for like a week. I don't really do hook up things. I'm pretty chill like that. Uh, no, I'm engaged. But like at the time, I was like, I'm not a player like that. Um, so anyway, it was like this fling. Yeah, you and Venus in Taurus. Yeah, I know. I'm super steady. I'm like, yo, I yeah. love uh, I love you, but I'm not going to just fuck anything. So um, in any event, uh, this chick was like an acid head. We were watching like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal on Nitrous and just weird shit. Like I'd never done this kind of stuff. She was like an RT Pisces. She sold me two heads and I ate one of them and I was on rollerblades. Uh, you like rollerblades. <laughs> without breaks in Denver. I don't know if you've been out here, but I was just – I have. More- Okay, yeah, so um, going around the lakes up in Lakewood, and I was chilling, and I had to get to the other side of Denver to get my ticket from somebody I was buying off, like not scalping, but like whatever the fuck, buying from a friend, Um, and I ate this ass, and the concert was a few hours away. I started coming up at the top of the hill of Mile High Stadium, which is like wow. a black diamond, basically. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I ate shit. I'm like, everyone's like, are you okay? Like, it's on a Sunday. It was a Denver Bronco game, and uh, I was like, oh, this is like September, a few years ago. And um, I'm like spun, coming up really hard. I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm cut up. Uh, anyway, I don't even know. But whoa, I started like kind of rollerblading in the parking lot, especially as a 12th house heavy per, or, you know, person yourself, but I feel you on that front. Um, you hear people's thoughts, uh, like you, you kind of enmesh at a level, like uh, what you were kind of saying is like boundaries dissolve, bottom line, psychedelics dissolve boundaries of personage, of identity in terms of culture, of of what you believe to be possible, <laughs> Um, spiritual awakenings are more possible. I I love psychedelics, but at the same time, they're a tool. You don't want to like. You want to be able to do these things. You know. You want to be able to swim without a life jacket too. So you know, meditation's important. All this stuff. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. Daft Punk, fucking Coachella acid. Tell me what happened. No,
1: I love I love uh, hearing. I'm I love I'm a person of exchange, right? Like, I think that that story is amazing. I, I oh, it's
2: I, crazy, but at I, the same time, I'm here to talk about you, so. I'm my life, everybody's life's interesting, but I'm like, yo, we've only got a little time with you, so let's milk this titty as hard as possible kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so uh, so after that two-hour, um, you know, fuck show, I call it, but really it's not. It's it's getting to the true essence of who you are and being able to actually, you know, I'm a very computer geek, so it what it is is it's every file, every little DLL file or back, you know, file that creates the the program that we run our lives with gets deleted, which is usually a file that you can't delete on your own, right? Like if you try to delete a a Windows file that runs Windows, it gives you an error message like, no, you can't delete this file. There's something about LSD that deletes those files automatically for you and wipes. It's almost like super user access. access. Yeah. And it puts you onto like a Linux format. Like, you know, it's like you can just run whatever you want. Like you have control control of like, you know, pro- loading in open what source. You want. Yeah. Open source. Exactly. So, um, I remember going to the outhouses and peeing and I stood in that outhouse for 45 minutes because I heard people speaking in other languages cause it was Coachella. And back then there was a lot more international people. Um, and I, I was trying to understand the vibrations of different languages and I started being like, whoa okay this is crazy especially it blew my mind just like hearing in the outhouse you know probably like five different languages at a time and like trying to decipher it like it was like whoa that what was that the next thing i knew i was uh at atmosphere um Smoking weed for the first time on acid, and which for
2: the record, kids really amplifies an acid trip. So, correct, I mean, I tend not to smoke weed anymore and do that unless you really know what you're you it know, like triples it down kind of thing. It's like, it gets correct. And, and
1: I'm only, I'm only like four hours in, you know, at that oh, point, god. And I mean, uh, that's
2: when it starts going to the reptilian part of your brain, actually.
1: Story. So, you know what it was? It was Damien Marley, then it was atmosphere. So, it was Damien Marley, and I remember I smoked with. You know, people at a Damien Marley concert are, are, have the best, like, blunts I had ever smoked in my life, right? Like, I'm not even kidding. And uh, I was so out of it, and, but not out of it, right? I was so in tune. And I remember it wasn't so much – Damien Marley killed it, and and he was a big deal in 2006. Like, that was, like, jam rock, and there were so many other great songs. But he uh, had a guy that would just run around with the Ross to, flag right just non-stop the whole time and i was watching him and how dedicated and how passionate he was for just doing that right Quite the, well, hype man. the hype man but it, but the fact that he was so in tune with the music with it and the way the flag w- was flying with it and, and honestly i i really admire damian marley uh for carrying on in a more newer age, uh, time at that time, of course, this is 14 years or now 15 years ago, but that he, that he, I was thinking about, you know, Bob Marley's, you know, existence on our planet as a soul and to have one of his children that's out there bringing it still, but like, and connecting the same message. Cause there was a lot of talking crap about Damian Marley back in the day because of, how he, you know, was different, of course. but but I I thought it was beautiful. I was able to see what he was and he was connected to it. But he I, I was jam like,
2: rock a lot as a cover band, a bar band in Honolulu. It's, it's a great track. So I a, feel yeah, like, yeah. it's dope. It is what it is.
1: And it, 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 because you know what it did is it rebrought back it rebrought back Reggae in a sense that was like really integrated with the dance. Slash pop culture music scene that was undergroundish still, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't like
2: like urbanized reggae in a weird way.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I remember being like, like tripping, but I was like, whoa. And then I went to Atmosphere, which I love. Atmosphere. There, he, Slug is one of my favorite hip hop, you know, like, like rappers Branded of all soul. time like slug is beyond he's a, such a poet like it's insane and he uses astrology in some of his tracks like i mean it's like this guy is plus 10 uh, points he is plus 10 he is a he is he is a he is a dignified soul 100 percent. i know he's a virgo so he can spit game like crazy it's insane but he's a poet and i got to see him live and that's when i was like I I already knew every song, of course, but it was like that. That was the moment that I was like starting to see that that everything that I had been following was correct. That even I, I had glimpses during all that moment of of on acid of that it was okay that I left the Navy because I followed my heart. That it was okay that the music I listened to was so connected to the truth of my heart. That it was that it was so affirming in the sense that. I was living in my true nature of my soul where up until that point that I had never taken acid Until the point that I did, I still had questions. I still That's had, I had so doubts yeah. and I was still, I was still living in that place of doubt. And then astrology, of course, you know, cause slug, you know, he has a couple of lines uh, about, you know, about his parents and what sign they are and, and all that kind of stuff and how he's a Virgo and all this stuff. And and for me it was just like, God, I, I just know I'm in the right space. So the rest of the you know the night was pretty cool until Daft Punk came on to where of course hyper religious experience basically yeah I yeah that's like a I can't I can't even get even a high I don't even know how much more high the term could go of what it would call be called because ineffable the the only time they did it was at that show and they did Close Encounters of the Third Kind that do do which is a trippy <laughs> movie anyway for the rest right of and what? I know that movie really well so I was like oh my god like. That's communicating with light and sound to aliens. Were uh, or you the, hip
2: to Star at this point, or not yet?
1: Not that deep, no. But I was hip to that. There was wonders I had about, I guess you could say, um, beings. But i i uh, it, it was it was kind of funny because i I had um, prior to that done a seven gram mushroom experience. like got just a super, a super fucking crazy moment. That's I, some
2: Terrence McKenna shit, bro. Good I know.
1: Here. Well, actually it was Timothy Leary who I read in one of his papers, um, that I had kept from the late nineties that I had printed out on a printer, um, about how he did a study with 30 different, uh, students from Harvard where they all did that big of a dose and that was where all 30 confirmed that they all said that they were able to see the uh, what's on the other side of this reality. So I've never I was done like, that much.
2: I, I think I did a quarter of mushrooms once the day after that fish show, like I said, but I'd already done acid, so my system was already like kind of shut. But I've never done a heroic dose like that, so props.
1: Yeah, the hero journey, I did it. So I already had done a hero journey, and but I didn't understand it yet because I saw these green reptile-like figures you know in my buddies' faces and people's faces that were got had electricity in them and shit and i'm like what the fuck is going on um and especially like every time somebody was doing a line of coke in the room i could see the the entity of the reptilian going like you know like like taking over or i could see the pain in people and then i started flipping balls like i freaked out right like i ran into rightly so so I was at a, uh, I was in an apartment complex where a bunch of uh, my friends they all had apartments next to each other, and two these girls they were um, they were lesbians like they were my good friends but they they kind of swing both ways so they were like they like to cuddle with me so like I I I ran into their room and they were kind of like what are you doing in here I'm like I'm flipping out and they were like come here and two angels appeared above their heads so the whole idea of the the dark and the light. I got to see it and then I got to see it on a wider scale off of earth in the galactic sense that we are trapped within this reality based upon higher creator God energies that are throwing souls around. Even the dark is throwing souls to the light and the light's throwing souls to the dark. Like it's food, energy, energy is food for the light and the dark. Like we are in a shadow and a light parts in astrology works the same way that, that, the, the idea that you can just be all light and not go through shadow or that you'll always just say shadow the whole time, like really is kind of a joke. There's 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 moments where we accept the energies or not. And I got to see them throwing people like souls around for the four hour and a half hours that the hero's journey was at its peak. Like it was beyond my direction. comprehension. So um, it was on acid that I started to realize when that 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 I heard that noise from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. All that made sense within one millisecond because there's that one thing about acid that just everything makes sense within one. It's like a download, complete sense. Because I, when you brought up the brain scan thing, I noticed that it was opening parts of my brain I had never opened before, which I totally believe that's what acid does. It actually opens up parts of our brain we're not using, and that's when they came on stage and that's when they had the full pyramid and led light show and they're in their helmets. And the first thing I thought when I'm like listening to them and I'm seeing them and I'm seeing Thomas Bangalter just banging his head, just fucking just slamming it so hard. I, I reached the peak of like feeling like I was connected to source on the highest level, but I also looked at them and I said that they were aliens. I'm like, they're aliens. Not uh, no, I totally here. think yeah. they're not
2: normal. I mean, at least, I mean, I don't know if they're Freemasons, but it's like they're doing some other shit. They're pushing our, I mean, just if you're into Daft Punk, uh, people who might not know, they had a normal DJing career until about 99, in which point yeah, they yeah. said they had a, I mean, it's kind of a shtick in a sense, but they're like, we had an accident in the studio and we fused with our machines and now we're right, robots. Right. And now we have like you know discovery, which has this anime accompanied. If people haven't seen Interstellar five 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 five, they need to. They need to Um, because that that movie. movie,
1: yeah. That movie is one of my greatest awakening movies, too, that I would say of all time. Oh, right. No, it's dead ass.
2: So let's take a quick music break. Ironically, the song I picked is Daft Punk, but it's slowed. So hopefully you don't mind a top version of the song. I found uh, listening to specific Daft Punk song slowed. It just hits me. It hits you in a different place. Uh, But they're, like I said, the Beatles to me. So hopefully you enjoy this. Um, Take a piss. Grab some tea. Enjoy the track. And we'll talk more after the music. I'm back. Well, I think it's ironic that this uh, episode is the Starman card episode, or the Alchemist, the magician card in traditional Rider-Waite. Um, I will blow your mind is the motto, and I think not only does LSD literally blow your mind, not only will LSD and Daft Punk combined probably blow one's mind, but uh, even the Starman is, you know, is talking about uh, ideas are communicated and brought to the physical world with ease. You know, being able to kind of grok. I, I really do think. I don't know if you're into Terrence McKenna, but it's like his Stone Ape Theory about mushrooms kicking us oh, yeah, into oh, a yeah. new gear of humans. Um, I think LSD is a similar kind of uh, – it's like – you know how Venus is higher octave as Neptune? It's like that. LSD is a higher octave of the same kind of process in our uh, evolution it would seem. Um, I don't want to assume your presuppositions though. So uh, we're at Coachella. We can go anywhere from here. Hopefully you enjoyed that cut. I mean I love Punk and I don't feel that was sacrilegious – uh, but it definitely hits a little different, chopped.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially Voyager. That tr- song. I mean, if you know from Interstellar five five five, it's a uh, it's a moment after a pretty traumatic experience uh, that that brings the light back, and that's kind of like an acid trip. Like it's it does really show weird.
2: universal it, connectivity, all sorts of stuff, life and death, all sorts of stuff.
1: And in nature, and, and as they're driving through the Netherlands, they show. Then they drive through France, and then the hills, and but it's also them contemplating in the car how to get through such a traumatic experience over losing the guy that saved them, um, and then having to take his body and go bury the body. Right? Spoilers like that, that, like, abound. <laughs> I know, but I'm just
2: watch Interstellar 5 5, five 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 five. Trust us, it's on YouTube. I've put I've put it on Team Rabbit Hole before. as like a live stream, and been like movie night. Let's watch it and. I mean, Last I know
1: I, I, I can t- I can tell you I've watched that movie probably three or four hundred times. I'm not even joking. So I know That's every single about, yeah. little moment of that movie. But yeah, so but that that, that the, the 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 weirdest part about that and how this is all connected is that 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 song and that vibration of that song is is so much about how we all can break through. And there's there's moments as you don't have to understand it all because if you notice in them there's a look on their face of positivity and hope again but at the same time there's something of a contemplation of wh- what just happened and how are we going to be okay we still have to figure this thing out in the future we got to figure out what this whole thing wh- what did we what have we gone through and that's kind of what we're in right now i would feel like you know it's like okay this crazy shit's happened in 2020 and then it's like in 2021 here some even more crazy stuffs happened. and then it's like we're we're kind of in this Aquarian realm of like, wow, like moving forward, and 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 yet we feel somewhat like there is a light at the end of this tunnel, but we don't know what that looks like yet, and we know there's a lot more to be revealed. Like in that movie, there's so much. That's when it's a kind of funny. Everybody thinks that it's all been revealed and everything's all kosher at this moment, when it's like, no, 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 we have not gone to Darkwood Manor yet, um, and and revealed. The truth. So, That's what's up.
2: Yeah, no, that film. If people like I said,
1: go scope it. At least Wikipedia,
2: so you know what the fuck's going on. But bottom line is basically like multi-dimensional traveling. Musicians get hot. Hi- you know, creatives get hijacked and you know pyramid schemed by one percenters. And it's a fascinating little tale. It's got it, love it's, in it. It's. it's <laughs>
1: I, I know, and you know what's crazy is that that movie came out during the same North Node and Gemini time, uh two thousand three. That movie came out. So um rather apt <laughs> right so we're in that note of return of that movie and that movie also i have the poster from germany that was at the premiere in germany it's in german um in my studio and the original i bought i got the original
2: that's paris uh, hilton would say that's hot so good on you hot. on getting the good swag i mean that's that's some serious shit uh, I'm glad I could geek out with you on Daft Punk all the time. We're going to have to get you back on the podcast. I don't know. Are, are you good on time for a little longer to talk?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm good.
2: Um, just uh, keep me kind of posted on when you want, you know, five minutes till you got a dip and yeah, we'll yeah. say our adieus. So, I mean, w- w- clearly we're kind of going through fine tooth comb your history. I don't mind that at all. If we don't even touch on astrology, that's straight. Like, I'd love to get you on to talk about astrology and why you pick house systems and this, that, and the other. Uh, if we can get to cool stuff like that that's fine yeah we just get to know who you are we we can get to
1: that because i I really pretty much like to kind of finish the psychedelic talk like that that was my first moment of acid and i already had done my hero's journey with with shrooms i already had done i don't know e and this is like 21 years old by the way so like uh it, it was april of 2006 so uh, like long story short, I already had done uh, probably like 200 times, right? I already had, I already had like done so many experiences, but that brought it all into one, right? And, And myself and the confidence at that point was beyond because I had done a reality show, my first reality show on MTV. Um, and in 2005, I shot that. And if you watch that video, and then if you you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even recognize me energetically, like no, that's I've seen it, pre-acid. I was, uh, okay, that makes total sense. Um, let's talk about that for a second
2: because I don't really remember the show title or something. It's kind of like an apprentice thing,
1: I think. Uh, parental Parent- Control is the one I'm talking about on MTV, the first oh, right. reality yeah. show I did.
2: Did you do multiple ones?
1: Yeah, yeah. I did two on MTV uh, and Parental Control Next, and then I did uh, ABC True Beauty in 2010. Or 2009 we filmed, but it aired in 2010 on ABC. But, True so Beauty is the one I've seen. Yeah, so, so that like, was, okay. I've already done everything on there, and on that show I'm fucking me, like, wah, 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 you know, I'm all, like, you know, like, expressive. Whereas, like, uh, the my other reality show, parental Control, you can tell I'm not as expressive. I'm you haven't
2: crossed the Rainbow Bridge quite yet.
1: No, not at all. So, in terms I, I, of... I had in many ways, I was actually stoned on that show, by the way, too um but shout out <laughs> yeah. i
2: took my uh driver's ed test stone so it's like you can do things Stone guys don't think you can't uh it's just you don't want to be a burnout basically um so with the reality show that i saw i mean i film me in one of the gaps because that was about 2007 you were saying with Coachella, 2006 2007 um 2009 you were saying this reality show came on um where on abc
1: 80, yeah. yeah that's right. and that's that's what kind of to, so this is we'll bridge we'll get into the astrology now so I have that moment at Coachella and I'm awake as fuck. I'm awake and I continue to do acid through 2006, like every other weekend, like full, do- like we're talking like one hitter, quitter, just one drop, gone 12 hours, like strong. That's lonely. the only way to fly. And I never did microdosing ever. Never did. Just straight everything I did, Mars and Scorpio, the sudden Leo, all in full blown. Take it and I'm Saturn and Scorpio, so I'm like, I am going to take like you. I'm going to go to the fucking edge of the cliff of the universe and see where yeah. I am by my I'm no nails. longer allowed <laughs> to go. Exactly. Where, where 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 the universe ends, I go. And so or anything in life, I'm I'm going to push it to the edge. And, Which
2: has its drawbacks. I'm sure we've learned. Some of shit course, lessons. I mean we.
1: I mean, I. I mean, I've literally, you know, blown up a ZR1 Corvette in the last year and got pulled out uh, in a fire. You know what I mean? Like, and got pulled out of the car. Like, you know, like I, I've pushed things in life to see how far I can go until it, you know, okay, that's the edge. And 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 that one thing about Saturn Scorpios is we don't break, we don't break the laws in a sense of 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 of, of moral code. I guess you could say. Because we're, we're, we we're understand a deep sense of, of the, the necessary um, you know, elements of, of integrity with Saturn there. Um, but we are willing to see um, where the universe has its boundaries fully.
2: It's like Morpheus is like, you know, some rules can be bent, some rules can be broken. And how yeah. do you figure that shit out? You've got to play with the rules.
1: Yeah, so uh, from 2006 to 2009, that's when astrology really became the forefront of my life, and I was doing charts, and, and that's when I met Christopher Watecki within that period, and we Shout became... Out Christopher,
2: a, he's cool. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, I mean, he had Soul Garden, uh, he started Soul Garden in uh, 2006, so, you know, that was Saturn Leo, by the way, so... It well, it seems very like it early. fit
2: right into, like, not only your history, kind of shoulder rubbing in Hollywood or whatever, but it seemed what you do now was very much primed by his, uh, the philosophies being. 100%. So I, I, I
1: I still to this day on every podcast and I and I think more astrologers need to do this. They, a lot of astrologers like to be like, you know, Oh, I just did everything on my own. It's like, no, we all have mentors. We all have inspirations. And and for me, it was Christopher Watecki. He was, I mean, not only did he blow my mind on YouTube by seeing a, a video a horoscope that, that touched me very deeply, but I mean, him and I literally became best friends, roommates. Like I worked at soul garden for many t- years, like uh, all for in. free. Like, and, 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 but then he also like took me in and let me like live with him as long as I worked for him because I, I, I took that jump into, I'm going to go fully and, and escape the nine to five work life and all that shit and go into being an astrologer. And he took me in for like five months and I worked for soul garden and to, to pay for the rent for the room and, Did his work ethic
2: rub off on you? Because it sounded like he was just churning it out.
1: Yeah, well, you, you know, him you and, and I churn the
2: fuck out of it, dude. You pull, you pump out a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, well him connected. and
1: I, him and I are really, truly like soul brothers. I mean, he's a Taurus, son Leo rising Leo Moon, and I'm a Leo, son Leo rising Taurus Moon. I mean, him and I, with their powers combined, correct? It's like we're, we're, I mean, we're soul, soul brothers. Like, um. You know, and we're progressed, uh, composite, our composite is, you know, a sun and Gemini, right? Like, um, can't like, beat that. Like, we're like, we're like Astro, like, you know, like Bash Brothers, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I he... just watched all the Mighty Ducks the other day for the record, not as oh, good as oh, they were back it. in the
2: day. Trust right. me, <laughs> I was like, this is weak. Why <laughs> did I love this shit? Like, it def- and you don't even realize, like, the first movie doesn't have any queen. Like that was D
1: two, when they were like pushing blue right, right. shit. Right. Anyway, I do not
2: mean to go on a deep. No, name, no, but that's uh, cool. You got to remember, Witeke. I'm from
1: I'm from Orange County, so like Anaheim, Mighty Ducks, right here. Uh, that they used to be the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, but now they're just the Ducks. But uh, so geez, at that point
2: them. with Watecki, you started like kind of tightening down the hatches, it seems, and kind of. Well,
1: he's a pretty he's a he was in television as a producer. Right. And I was I would I had done television and reality shows. But I like, like Christopher had built his own network out of and he was using, you know, computers to and he was a computer nerd like me. And he went to film school. And so he was and he's a tourist. So he knows how to produce. Has he he seen
2: Interstellar for the record? Have you guys talked about that? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I mean, him and
1: I, yeah, I mean, Chris and I have gone to clubs together. We've, we've gone to, we spent New Year's of 2010 together at a really random place going into the new decade at that time and thinking about Jupiter and Uranus conjuncting and the opposite Saturn. And I mean, that's how far back like him and I go. And 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 him and I built our relationship off like five hour talks of astrology every night for years. We talked on the phone every night for years, five hours about astrology and rapped back and forth and, you know, gave each other our insights on this and that and just built this quantum leap into astrology of of, of, of that, that, that there was no other person that we both could speak to each other with, uh, that we could speak that language in such crazy places so fast and get it without there ever being like, a, I don't understand, you know what I mean? Like fully like, oh shit, that's crazy. Oh man. Oh, no you know latency. I mean? Zero. And, yeah, exactly
2: it's dope when that happens
1: and so he showed me the way as far as how to produce like because I, I i was on tv and i didn't know how to like be this astrologer guy so he produced i thought i remember um, you
2: kind of mentioning it on the show you're like oh i like astrology And people are like what like if i might trip because i've only seen the thing that you did in 2009 where basically, I mean, I don't really know the gist. No, of like, I, yeah, of
1: you're right. Like I, I didn't say I liked astrology. I was an astrologer because I was an astrologer on Soul Garden. I was doing uh, a show that he helped me produce called Astro Mingle, which was a DJ astrology show where I would DJ and then talk astrology on youstream.tv. So I was streaming astrology on Soul Garden, you know, in 2009. In 2008 is when I was the Leo director of Soul Garden and then, um, so, and I was doing astrology, and then I was on a psychic cot line in 2009 doing astrology readings and stuff. Now, were you doing legit readings? In Honolulu in 2010,
2: I had, I was like smoking weed in this, uh, I was in Waikiki for a year. Um, I was in Hawaii for two or Honolulu for two years, but one in Waikiki on the, basically a block from the beach, which was dope. But I was drinking and partying, lost my virginity there, crazy life. I actually have a Venus aspect going through. There, so not oh, wow, really wow. surprising. Um, but um, my neighbor was a psychic, like a phone psychic, and he would literally we would smoke and drink, and he would smoke meth, and then he would like put people on hold and like just make up shit, and it really disinfra- like it disillusioned me. I was like, fuck. Like, you're fucking people over. They want help. Like, you're just getting fucked up and, like, charging by the minute. Like, did you take that shit seriously? Were you giving good services? No, I was doing
1: – yeah, I was taking – yeah, Soul Garden was a place that – it was about the the light work. And, and one of the things that I can attribute to Christopher Witeki that I think he deserves massive credit for is – and, and, and some people might disagree or whatever, but the whole lightworker movement that we've seen in the last 15 years is attributed to him. He was the only person on YouTube that had a full spiritual network that was doing videos with green screen format and in, in full production form. He made all those graphics himself, all of the music, all the stuff. And, and it literally was the only place where lightworkers were talking about the stuff that people just got into talking to over the last like three to four years like and 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 all the people that came from soul garden did end up kind of splitting off into their own um energies but have and that was the whole point right is light workers are spread around the world to be inspirational light beacons that are interconnecting the world of light and inspiring others to be other light workers to create the grid of light throughout this planet and he that's that's been his mission and that's his mission has already been accomplished, but it has not still finished um, because it is now even bigger. And he's an amazing astrologer, and he takes astrology. He created his, his his own you know way of step astrology and and going deeper into the degrees and and using that. Where I'm like the you know I, I can I can remember the dates, the history, and the. I was going to say of, you've got a few the, things that you
2: crush on. Uh, historical referencing is one of them. They're like, oh, this should happen X, Y, Z. And it feels like it's very comfortable for you to kind of recant what things have done.
1: I'm yeah, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a secular astrologer, meaning that I, I, I know the cycles. And I remember, oh, yeah, Jupiter-Saturn conjuncted that year, and they squared in this year, and they opposed in that year. And that was at the same time that those planets were in that secular motion and how they all connect. And so it's like I, – I, I and so with him and I, what I mean by quantum is when – you you can't have two astrologers like speaking the same way or looking at it the same way you've got to have like with Chris, with the step astrology and with the degrees and with all that and his own way of channeling. And then when, when I got the, 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 the secular motions and I know that the exact, I, am my, I'm like the crazy one that doesn't need to run a chart, right? Like you could just tell me a birth date and I'm already like, you have this here, you have that here, what time were you born? And I can already figure out my head pretty close, the rising and, do the whole entire chart in my head how so, convenient yeah so like um it's one of those things where you know with watching chris and filming chris and also capturing chris doing his daily horoscopes that guy was was doing 60 plus videos a week so he to watch that and then to start helping him with that and then him and i had a show called Astro gossip where we would do all the stories of the mundane you mentioned world. that it was
2: like et like entertainment tonight kind of like uh-huh uh, astro yeah, style yeah. is that what it was yeah yeah yep, i never yep, saw it but yep. that sounds why is that not a thing still
1: um you know we've been I mean, not specifically to- with wetucky
2: but like do you do stuff? well i
1: i did i did uh on saw my youtube it, it, uh, I, it's uh i i of course i would never take that name because that's with him and i so i did uh what, what i call it i got it wasn't astro costume it was astro um it's not my youtube it's like astro uh did you pump out so name? much
2: shit i can't keep track of it i mean it's like well I, yeah i created a i created
1: hollywood astrology and then it was uh astro what is it called i gotta like look at my computer like i don't even remember the name of shows I created anymore um you've been
2: pumping out content i'm like wondering when you take vacations because you, like, like I said, I've been aware of you for about five years, and you've gone through a lot. You've gotten married, divorced. Uh, you've had a future life. Uh, you were working with David Hauser, not working with him anymore. You've got high vibe now. I mean, you've gone through a lot of change since I've been watching you, right? Um, and you've been doing this for a long time. So, uh, oh, it's called
1: call- Astro Buzz, Astro Buzz. Yeah,
2: Astro Buzz. Okay, I vaguely recall that. Um, but like I said, not only do I have a lot of shit going on on my plate, but you just pump out so much stuff. This is like, you know, many deep cuts you've got going on. Um, I don't know how much into terms of, I mean, do you feel like you've summed up your life? Do you want to kind of talk about astrology? Do you want to keep talking about how you got to where you are?
1: We can talk astrology. I'll just finish the, the, how it's to now is that. So, so soul garden, I was with soul garden until about 2012, but I started my daily horoscope. Yeah. In 2012, but I was doing my own stuff uh reading wise uh, doing a lot of soul garden stuff and then did the reality show as an astrologer um and that was the first astrologer in the world to do as a reality show I had to pop um, the cherry i had to pop that cherry and then and and that and that whole show i'm talking astrology i'm like yeah saturn that's in what I saw. Virgo, and people were like and, what
2: like I could just tell they, I mean, they were they were L.A. people or whatever. Like maybe no, so like No, they work, actually were
1: in. They were into it. The the network can change anything they want. So like I did a reading on everybody, and they made it look like I was weird. But the truth is, Fuck everybody that. loved it. Isn't that crazy? Well, um, we shouldn't be surprised
2: that reality is controlled and you know produced. I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, and so 2012 uh, April 10th, I decided to do a daily video horoscope, and it has not stopped since. I. Did take one week off because I got sick in February of the twenty twenty, where I I got the Rona from what it looks like because it was one week before the test kits came out, which were contaminated by the CDC, by the way. Um, let's go look it up. The, all it's the a great way kits. to
2: spread the virus. They're trying to get you to not correct
1: right. exactly. But I also I, I and that was the last astrology panel in person in the world. Was when I did Conscious Life Expo, uh, and, I, and I put that video up of my predictions for 2020, and with Susan Miller and all that, and crushed that one. Like literally, like came in there and just dropped truth bombs like crazy. But I don't that, know if you
2: that... recall a Conscious Life Expo where you met Amber Scott. She's been on a few times. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. uh, you know her, right? Yeah, she yeah. was like, "There's something." She's a Pisces. She's cool, but she's into my astrology. She's like a galactic portal or whatever. Um, Any comment on maybe why you felt so energized to hang out or connect with her because she was she, I mean maybe she's being a delusional Pisces but she felt like out of nowhere you were kind of like yo what up like soul tribe level stuffs.
1: I can just tell when anybody's into the cosmos in any form in any way and I love Mayan astrology and um what are you by the way in Mayan astrology I'm a lunar uh a, uh, a yellow lunar warrior word Red Rhythmic Serpent up in here.
2: I don't know Raphael. Do you know what you are? And I, I hate. Well, I won't get into it. I've gotten accosted for making jokes about it. But like Red Rhythmic Serpent is like the most childish. Like (laughs) they're gonna be mystical. Well, yeah, the
1: the red, the, the red is awesome. I mean, it's such a great energy. I mean, you know, I mean. And, and the serpents, you got to look into the 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 dreamscape, the the dreams, uh, what is it? dreamscape calendar like that? spell. I talk about it every. Spell, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, Okay, so
2: here's something funny. I do daily card jams. That's because I saw you doing spiritual house music, and you'd be pulling cards and shit. I mean, I play guitar. My brother's a drummer and stuff. He doesn't do this stuff with me. But at some point, like uh, when my brother was touring America and I was kind of by myself, and I was in Ecuador pet sitting four dogs and four cats for three months in the high Andes. Uh, in twenty well what was it, it twenty eighteen, I guess. Uh maybe twenty nineteen, the spring of twenty nineteen, and I was like bored with my guitar and I was like, you know what? Having seen what you've done with it, I'm like, why not combine music and magic? Like you pull a card for the day, talk about a little, jam. Tell I me mean, Yeah, no, so I, I do like something I do every day, which is somewhat you know, lots of little things, cards and astrology and Mayan stuffs, but music oriented stuff directly was inspired by what you do with the spiritual uh, dance music. Which is some of the most. I mean, I've been on acid to some of those and mushrooms. I've been sober to a lot of them. Um, that. When well, you met is, your girl, uh, yeah, it, yeah, right. She says, "Hey, by the way, yeah." Um, what was that? Yeah, so thanks for that. But th- these are like insanely cool. I mean, I don't. I mean, maybe other people do that kind of stuff, but I think you're kind of on the cutting edge of where culture and awareness kind of merge i mean it's like daft punk is cool to you but you know how to talk about star seeds or you know the magician card not that's that's kind of right, niche right. if you know what i mean
1: yeah and i think uh well if we talk human design i'm a five one manif- manifesting generator so it's like i'm going to you know make it edit- so yeah, I'm going to make it so and it's going to it's going to be controversial too. It's it's going to it's going to but it's not controversial. The heretic is actually bringing common sense. Like right now the reason why so many I'm getting more hate in my life right now because of the fact that I'm questioning the way that the coronavirus is being handled so much. I'm questioning what we've seen in our governments right now based off astrology. People keep you know, it's like it's insane that people are so self-loaded and
2: such dude they're addicted I to know, their beliefs.
1: exactly and i'm willing to shift beliefs and do that people are pissed that i think that trump was a great light worker to show the way i'm not saying that he's a perfect human being or he's the best human being i'm just saying that his chart and what he did was crack open a whole entire new look at government and how people are more aware now and more awake or some people are way more asleep because they fell for you know a media, you know, extreme, you know, real extreme spear campaign before he even became the president, you right? Like, you know, and um you see, I've always the kind of looked at
2: Trump as like a wrecking ball. Like you need uh trickster yes, right, energy right. to kind of break it up. It doesn't I mean I mean we've had people on here who are Q and, I, and for the record my fiance and Raphael are both five one profile.
1: Oh um, awesome. Uh,
2: and they're both RH negative. I don't know if you are
1: Oh, okay, oh, oh wow! That's rare. Five Ts are rare.
2: There you go. He's dope like that. Um, I forget what I am. Human design something. Like so I'm so up to stuff on. Uh, but in any event, um, as far as Trump was going, like I didn't vote for him. I was always kind of, I mean, I want I was on acid when I watched him debating Hillary, kind of thing. i was just like, this is absurd. This is high comedy. Like the gods are laughing right now. Or, oh you know, well,
1: the, well, I mean, but that's why I enjoyed him because God laughs. And, God's
2: whoopee cushion is Donald Trump. That's what I'm saying.
1: And and what is the number one thing that you do when you're on on any psychedelic? Laugh. Giggle. Yeah. What is the number one thing that you do when you fall in love? Laugh. What is the number one thing that you do when you're having a best time with your friends? Laugh. The idea that 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 the evil he did not have an evil laugh. He was he was funny and and when you i'm a leo rising you get leo rising energy you you uh, laughing is part of the deal and then when you're coming from the good the good space of the heart and in and, our and good willed and intention
2: um and I think people old are boy tr- of the korean thriller old boy not the remake don't watch the Josh Brolin one, but there's an original one uh if you like film um it's pretty intense but it's cool and there's a quote in it that says like laugh and you laugh with the world, cry, and you cry alone or something like that. That's the advice and stuff. It's like yeah, we might as well laugh because otherwise we're gonna cry, or we're gonna kill ourselves. It's nihilism or whatever.
1: Right, so, and I'm a I'm hermetic. So if we're talking astrology, that I'm an uh, in alchemy and in, in, in hermeticism. I mean, Mercury, which is the
2: Starman card, the Alchemist.
1: Right, and, and uh, exactly that's what this episode's about. Right, if we're going to talk about being the magician card here. To be the magician, you have to understand, well, like in the magician deck right, or the magician card, you're going to see all four of the tarot in there. You're going to see that the magician has the pentacles, it has the cup, it has a sword, and it's got the wand. And and the only way for you to understand this universe is to look at everything from every side and every angle and not be emotionally attached.
2: Hold on loosely, baby.
1: Be, because the moon is as I'm gonna use what Christopher Rutecki has said for a long time it's a wolf in sheep's clothing.
2: do you have the impression that the moon is a like uh non natural alien based thing I'm not we talk to all sorts of people, so I'm not judging. I'm just kind of trying to get my bearings
1: well, I would say that the moon obviously is something that um is direct opposite uh but it also is the queen with the king of the sun right, right. That, okay. that they are, are but but they are. They are complete opposite. The light reflects off the moon where the sun creates the light. So, you know, um, it's definitely not... It's. I, I can't tell you. I don't have the fact. I'm a North Node Gemini. I have to, you know, I don't have a belief about about the moon, but I do know from astrology and from the facts of astrology that the moon is where we all get subconsciously emotionally attached and that can be a great thing, but it can also be our downfall too right? A full moon is a wolf in sheep's clothing right we We feel the energy of oh my God, the full moon is here, but really the sun's where that light came from, and so it's like don't get we have to release with the full moon not in and then in that zone so you know it's 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 one of those things that are the moon is something that, of of course, uh, is I think the most weirdest part of astrology too. I mean, it's interesting if you go into Vedic astrology; they're not really sun based; they're moon based. Um, as is Chinese, I think. Uh, Chinese is ironic because they're actually really pretty much based off. Of, it's called the 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 what's that star called? But it, it's really more based off Jupiter, Jupiter's cycle. Weird. Um, but it and 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 that's why they extreme and well and also the 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 new the lunar cycle right it's it's I another mean, yeah, it's so you're right it's, it's both well i didn't um, want to say it but yeah <laughs> you, you know but there's but a lot of levels
2: like mayans focused the seem on venus uh a lot more correct, correct. correct. yes you know uh, everybody's yeah. kind of looking at the pie differently and that's what the uh magician card shows us i mean the whole fool's card journey and i'd love to get your take on astrology obviously but tarot you're way down with and spirit guides and all sorts of stuff but like the fool's journey is like, yo, you've crashed into this fucking holodeck. Welcome, fool card. You wanna play the game? Alright, hi, I'm the magician. This is what you're made up of, as above, so below. Uh you're made up of you know, it's like it's all way a coagula, bitch. Like here we go for the eternal loop on my belt. Let's do this shit. Or Bore style. So it's it's a mind fuck, um, we're everything, and but the funny Iron part is uh, you know, particularism or you know, snowflakery or however you want to put this. Individualism is real. So, the Mayans do not have the same perspective necessarily as the Egyptians, who not, though they are tuning into similar frequencies. And the Chinese do not have the same, you know, awareness skill sets as Native Americans like Lakota, who are very, or, you know, whatever, Palladian oriented
1: or whatever. So, it's interesting. Um, Well, think about this. The only way, so if you're going to take the tarot, right, the full card's the zero card. It's not one, it's zero.
2: And I think right? Mayans invented zero, like most people were not like, right? trying to denote nothing. they were like, so, no, we so, want
1: profit. Uh, so I keep it like, let's keep it super simple and basic about consciousness and where you stand as a soul on this planet. You were either the fool, zero, or you embody the magic, uh, the magician and understanding which the magician is the understanding that you are the conduit between source and this physical reality that you understand both and you're able to connect to both. There's a lot of people who can do that. But the second card, which is technically the third card, is the high priestess. Right. So you don't go anywhere. If you notice people in the world who go anywhere in this life, you might understand the magic, you might know how to embody it, but until you then give all that up to the high priestess to guide you, that's when you really start to see people manifest Their true life. The reason why so many people get stuck in this life in a repetitive cycle is they're usually the fool. They're just stuck in the fool. They're not willing, you know, and the fool's not a bad place to be either because, you know, I guess being naive is a great thing and, you know, you don't have to go through the, the crazy awakening processes and so forth. But, you know, most of the people in life are the fool. There's just what, you know, it's just like, okay, and, and, you know, I see it all the time, and there's nothing, I love dogs, I've had many dogs, I have cats, I love animals, but, you know, it's like, you know, it's just like, okay, me and my dog, and, they, you know, like, we're gonna go on a hike today, and da 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 okay, that's great, that's part of life, the fool we all gotta live in in our life, and it's great, and it's fun, but then there's moments where you gotta know, as the, the magician, which is more, you know, of course, it's an alchemical process of understanding, and, and understanding all those things and you have to know the true form of that too because there's been a split since the 1600s into now of alchemy and, and science right so there's this false science like these Fauci's that are i always look at uh robert flood's hermetic you know pictures of uh you know stuff and and then one of them of course uh, being with the globe and having the monkey with the you know looking at the you know using a science contraption and he looks like Fauci right it's like he's just a monkey he's He's with right he like I mean the, this is not a vaccine by the way this is a gene therapy they they are not creating this is not a vaccine it's gene therapy it's synthetic it's not using chicken um, eggs and, and yolks and and putting a dead virus in it's taking one you know protein uh, spike from the coronavirus and throwing it in a synthetic Form and and having it go in you, and it does not protect you from the virus at all. It just is theoretically and hopefully going to protect people from dying.
2: I'm not taking that shit. I'm good luck with, good that. luck with that.
1: So, that, like, like people need to know that that's the truth, and they need to do their research on that because it's and, and you know the way that they well, got the to that. Part.
2: You've got a northern a gentleman who the the truth this is the funny part about trump where it's the wrecking ball it's like false you know the fake news it's like we're having a dissolute it's almost like a collective acid trip where it's like what is true how can i verify anything um you know at one point i was like, i said i didn't right like i'm gonna
1: be honest so people think like oh i just i'm like the ultimate like i want to fuck trump and suck his cock all day it's like no especially on the vaccine thing it's like that that you know what he, he he of course is gonna be he's a politician, the 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 media if he would have said no to a vaccine or not trying to do anything of that or play that game, maybe they would have killed him. Or on on the other part of that too, right? Like he would never even have a chance of a re-election. So you know it's one of those. But I still don't agree. It's like I, I wish he would have had the balls to be like no. But you also notice that he would talk about the vaccine. He threw it in Mike Pence court. And then he just used it as a thing for, uh, as an accolade, but he didn't take the vaccine and himself.
0: Just as a you know, maybe, and maybe you can get into this um, a bit because we're discussing this often with Jim. And what can you verify? And you know, where can you draw the line? How can you discriminate actions? You yeah. And one example that I like, just because of my understanding, <laughs> one may say belief systems, but also experience, is that even when he supposedly con oh, let's put it properly when it was reported that he was tested positive for uh, COVID 19 right uh-huh. um he basically you could tell like and everyone's like oh he's got it whatever then they were like oh it's so scary because it's just going around and he didn't even do anything you know like walking around the car or something um, But that he even then mentioned like, oh, I got it. And I took this drug, which by the way, also people should look into before they get into any of those, you know, experimental or yeah right like he Um, he
1: he showed that there was therapeutics
0: yeah exactly this number one and then he said yeah my son got it and you know 15 minutes later they tested him again and it was all fine because i was literally like watching his rallies just because he's much more fun to listen to than most any politician and he's usually the most talked about and people i find at least in my view understand very little also because they know little of actual source material even rallies which are you know not super secret or anything, but he brought it up again and again. So in that sense, greatly, I would say, alleviating any scaremongering, even just through that. And of course, you know, being a politician, being on a stage to that degree, uh, I guess, at least to some extent, you know, you got to play the part, right?
1: Yes, but I think you bring up the best point, Raphael, is that he only touted the vaccine as a political you know, thing, right. But he never pressured the, the anybody to take it. He never told people, you know, like, and then, then the media got on him about like, you know, not wearing masks. He, he, he wanted everybody to go back to work. That's balls. Like he's just straight up just like, what the fuck? I even said, slow the testing down, stop the testing. Like, I don't know why everybody's getting tested. We're causing the problem even more because you guys are going off all these numbers of how many people got it opposed to, you know, like, Like And and we all know, like, what happened to the flu, it even came out that 98% of the flu is gone. So what happened? In Austria, it's
0: 100%, just to let you know.
1: Oh, so,
0: right? So it's like... Official, yeah.
1: (laughs) so, So anybody that has two cents of common knowledge in the world, it's obvious that they have lumped up every single freaking flu death and every single pneumonia death and every single death, if you got tested positive, even it came out in the UK that there was a guy who like died in a motorcycle accident. He had tested positive for COVID a month prior, and they put it as a COVID death. I mean, that was because all these bills that came out for the money that support the coronavirus to to take care of it and to, to help people not have to pay for it. The only way for them to get the money is to write COVID on the death certificate or when you enter in the hospital, So why do you think they stop elective surgeries? Why do you think they stop all of that shit? I'm not saying that there aren't people in hospitals dying of COVID. but Well, the time Pluto
2: and Jupiter were – I mean uh, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto were in Capricorn. So it's like a lot of pressure on world systems and death through government in a word way like that. Um, Well,
1: and number one place that you are going to contract the most deadliest diseases are not through – Sex, but through a hospital. People go in with pneumonia in their older age and die of a second bacterial or viral, usually pneumonia or staph infection, exactly, from being in a hospital. This has been known forever. Do you think that that just went away too? Like, people don't realize that going to the hospital by itself is one of like the top 10 leading causes of death through the surgery or through being in the hospital itself. Like that, that, that this whole idea of, you know, scaring the public so much and nobody knowing that these real, these facts, everybody got swept. And I warned about this shit in using astrology. If we're talking astrology, Neptune
2: and Pisces and all sorts of crazy shit.
1: I've been warning people for over three years. I sat on that stage in LAX Hilton and I told people that a fucking plague was coming in 2020 when jupiter saturn and pluto come together and it would I'm be sure used you were the to wife con- of the party everyone's and like fuck I, this guy. for dude for years i fucking everybody thought i was crazy and i'm like it's going to be used to control people i even got it so specific to say it's going to be used to control people and i'm like this is not going to feel like it's from god like the natural disasters or earthquakes or even fukushima right like that felt like it was like shit that's a natural disaster this is a man made disaster I'm like, it's going to feel like it's not meant, it's not divine, it's not from nature. Well, it's
2: very Dolores Cannon split, right, where I think we're having realities kind of split right now. And I don't know about your presuppositions in terms of the multiverse, but it's like some people are saying, I want more government regulation and more people telling me how to think and feel. And yes, you know, it's like 1984 is an option. Um, I'm not really sure how, I mean, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast where it's like... Before this drop, when I I was in Australia uh, for three months um, and I left around Valentine's Day and when I was leaving, um, they were like, have you been to China? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I got to L.A. and I hung out in Venice Beach for a few days and then went to North Hollywood and I stayed there for a month. Um, because shit was popping. It was like, oh my god, because I had a one-way ticket to go to hang out with Raphael in Vienna. I was going to do acid at the solstice, in, you know, in uh, Stonehenge. I had all these great ideas. Have team rabbit hole meetups. Ironically, in fact, um, probably around January of last year, I when the podcast started kind of taking off a little more, um, and we we're getting like David Hauser came on, Mike Peace Dealer. I was like, I want to get you on. I want to get Kai Pacha on. I want to throw like an event and have you DJ and Kai Pacha teach us yoga in Costa Rica. You know, I was having all these grand ideas. None of this has happened because of this bullshit now, I might add. Um, but it seems like we're in a Dolores can split, is my fucking bottom line, where you're either kind of submitting to the world, or you're creating your world. And, and love or fear, I mean, that's the bottom line, right?
1: Um, yeah, and she was right the whole time, and her three waves of the generations right, right, right. Of, of light workers coming in. Um, but, uh, you know, she's right about the splitting of the Earth, as she called it, and, and 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 we are seeing it, and people are wondering why it, is it be, like like what's going on? It's like, well, hello, and and how ironic too, as we enter out of 2020 on December 21st of 2020 with a Jupiter Saturn conjunction uh, with the node squaring Neptune. Like the, we are in the splitting of the Earth in the world right now, and people are actually freaking. And there's nothing to freak about, because whichever world you're choosing at this point, we're at the breaking point of it. This new moon in Aquarius that is coming, that will bring in the new Chinese New Year on February 11th, is the closest that we've had to the one that was of February 6, a 5th of 1962 with seven planets in the Aquarius. This one's having six planets. And, and this would be the this would be the hyperator to those breakthroughs. The, this is this is it all breaking right now as we're seeing it. The sh- that's why I called 2021 shattered reality. It's sh- the realities are shattering at the moment. I mean, just even. Um, You know, there's a lot of information running around about yesterday's inauguration even and and the weird things that they've... Oh, like, for isn't
2: on the Bible, that kind of shit.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, there's that, or there's the the fact that there's 25,000 troops that were surrounding there. There was nobody there. Look at Lady Gaga wearing the songbird that's... uh, And and, and she's wearing the exact outfit. She's wearing the exact outfit of that one character in the movie. Pretty hilarious, though, no? right it, it, it's crazy right like who's the girl who is the one that like you know helps all of them before they go to the, the battle right she's the gu- girl who's like there right she's always there and for... something
2: further synchronistically speaking on that level apparently i mean i'm not like a big hunger games fan but apparently there's like a raid on the Capitol a week before they initiate the hunger games
1: correct so, like, guess correct. what
2: just fucking happened folks life imitating art imitating life we're in a fucking dream holographic fractal enjoy the ride it's crazy. It's interesting. It is. But I mean, it is. Yeah, what the fuck?
1: But what's <laughs> ironic like about what's ironic about it too is if you understand that those movies, everybody's in districts. They're in the district of Columbia, and the the I- irony is there's gates around it now. And what's funny are the locks are not on the inside but the outside. Interesting. Two or three. I don't even know which point we're on right now, but. Did you notice the president's faces, our ex president's faces? Did you see any of them like, like even Obama? You'd think he'd be stoked that his no vice president became happy. president. Nobody looked happy at all. And anybody that's going to try and tell me it's because of the Capitol attack, it's, it's, it, the, the, the whole, uh, like, I'll be honest, Biden's speech was great, it was really good. Like, I was very speech impressed.
0: Writer. Me too, I have to say. But uh, like, writer, yeah. I get it, I get
1: it. But still, it takes a, it takes a unique person still to be able to deliver uh, uh, a message, right, on that kind of a platform, even though there was a bunch of American flags instead of people in front of him. He's but, had practice. It's been a yeah, he's had practice. Exactly, exactly. But and there's you always a the cloning theory, but yeah, go ahead. Right, but you can't <laughs> deny that it, it was not – um. It had a, I would say, a ninety percent percent of positivity in it. With it like, felt like a 70. good Boy
2: Scout pep talk, which is like yeah, oh, and, let's and, like rally.
1: And 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 any decent person would agree that unity is is the number one thing that we should all be practicing in life, and especially in these times right now. I, but there were some undertones in there too about going after fundamental, ex- yeah, domestic terrorism, and uh, also about uh, white supremacists and fundamental uh extremism um which which goes into you know basically all the subjects were every anybody talking off the narrative basically of the government right. yeah it's just obvious that he's
0: government. not credible, I guess that's the bottom line no i mean so, also i gotta say I was impressed by the speech, but I mean if you know any of i mean he's even as i understand family background you don't want to look into or anything else, i mean it's obvious that yeah it's a nice speech well delivered but you know, look at the executive orders or whatever if you want to get a glimpse, I guess, you know. Um, yeah. But I'm just wanna point out here that in my view, truly, as you say, shattered reality, everything is open for grabs and nothing really is as it seems.
1: Nothing at this point, especially with the node squaring Neptune and with this being so Uranian, right? We've had jupiter square uranus right before this we've had mars conjunct uranus during this period of this inauguration we are in a sun saturn jupiter mercury in aquarius which this all the three biggest energies are in yeah, aquarius right now i think lilith is in taurus right now right yes and what's uh with it was it was with mars uranus as they were conjunct right right yeah so it's it's strange days
2: we're drinking well, some uh, weird potions right now i want to put it this
1: way though is if we're going to talk about the splitting of the Earth or just this reality or the dimensions, but think about this. What's happening right now is above all of our mind's pay grades. When you're dealing with Uranus, it's 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 what we're seeing, what we're doing, and everything like that, and what we're trying to all understand, is it's it's so high frequenced and crazied out that you can't decide. Our, we, our five senses of our brain can't even decipher it all yet we, we, we get, we're we having to take the shattered parts of it and bring it all at one piece at a time you like know, it's like
2: random access memories the song contact yes it's uh-huh. like the end of that we're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like i
1: think aliens are talking to me but i can't tell exactly yeah uh-huh and 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 that's the crazy part like it's like it didn't take me, I mean, right away when I saw her, when Lady Gaga come out, I was like, okay, yeah, all right. And then I forgot that the actual, it took me a day for the, to me to go, oh my gosh, the character in the movie that she's like the girl that's like, you know working she's like taking care of you know the girl in the movie i forgot her name in the movie or whatever
2: it's not that great of a film probably
1: (laughs) i well i mean it's it's interesting though because that movie deals with these separate districts and and kind of like it is like the highest form of com i would say it's like a new form of communism in the highest sense like a new term um you know because everybody's put in districts and they all have to sacrifice you know, people to go fight for this kind of like battle for their districts like capitalistic and shit. district. Capitalistic Yeah, but the of... point
2: being,
0: she's ultimately the nice lady that's leading the young children to slaughter, right?
1: Correct. Like, and and making it seem like it's okay, Um, because in that movie, that's what she represents, and she wore the exact outfit with the exact same symbol of the songbird. Which, ironically, the movie that brings about the talk of the you know coronavirus is named Songbird. So given,
2: um, Lady Gaga's, like, Abramovic connection, like, how are you looking? Because I'm not sure about your presuppositions. I mean, you talk about being a white worker. I get that. It, like, and I was talking about this with my fiance today. I'm, I get very trapped between, like, everything is in harmony and nothing is out of alignment. And yet there's duality and games being played. How do you look at the world stage right now? Or just in general, it doesn't even have to be political. Um, how do you kind of come to terms with that paradox?
1: So, because Neptune's in a big square with these nodes, and ironically, the last election four years ago was South Node and Pisces conjunct Neptune square Saturn. Now we're dealing with Saturn square Uranus with the node squaring Neptune. What we're dealing with is, hence we the show is The Magician Card, we're dealing with two different magicians. We're dealing with magicians that are connecting to what feels... Which just giving power to the individual to see the magic for themselves and create the magic in their life. And then we're seeing another set of magic, which if you think of the last two Mercury retrogrades in Pisces from 2019 into 2020, um, they, they both were dealing with spells. Um, the spell of the impeachment and telling everybody in 2019 that Tr- Trump was for sure going to be impeached, uh, which he wasn't as far as out of office, he was impeached, but he was not convicted to we're seeing it again at the same time right but this time there's not gonna be a mercury retrograde in pisces uh you know that's what's kind of crazy in 2020 though uh you know uh it was interesting because that was the the like nancy pelosi held off on the impeachment too right like she's doing right now like that's not that's not normal like wouldn't you want to just get that thing through Rip
2: off the Band-Aid
1: or right? so, so there's something coming as the same way as in last year. They pulled the same stunt. But this one's going to be different since Mercury Retrograde in, in Aquarius. It's almost like the, the spell is not going to work. Now the magician feels that for anybody who's already been spelled, it'll work. But anybody who didn't fall for the spell, it won't work. And, and, and it's almost like the plan's going to go bad. It's like the magician card reversed, especially since it is going to be Mercury in Aquarius retrograding. It's going to be like the magician card's being flipped. and one that's broken. Correct. And, 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 and it's kind of weird that the Mercury retrogrades in Pisces from 2019 and 2020 were like the the high priestess reversed, right? Like, like this spell of not showing, and and nobody went on lockdown until after the Mercury retrograde in Pisces, after the spell was set, and the trap was set, and using cruise liners that taps into the heart of, you know, that, that idea of, oh, I can work, and I'm supposed to then retire and go on cruises, you know, like, I, I didn't find that ironic at all. I found – and then you got to look at the two boats that went across on both sides of the country to offer aid, right? That ironically, boat number 20 and boat number 19, Corona, you know, was was kind of funny, right? And it was, um, you know, the Comfort and the – what was the other one named? The Comfort and the um, – I don't recall. Don't sweat it. So but okay, I mean, those, but, two, th- those two, those two were like the 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 towers of the B and J, the Baz and uh uh, right? That 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 sit between America as the spell was put down. And America seems to be the place that everybody's looking at about coronavirus. Like we think about the world, China got nobody like pays attention to China. Everybody's paying attention to America. What's America doing? What's America doing? America's the worst place for it. America's they're just well, you, you, it's the only country that's. F- Free that's got state rights and not federal rights that can like even even Biden yesterday could not do a federal mandate on every human being in America. He can on federal properties, which ironically, right after he signed that, he goes up in the Capitol uh, or the or by the Lincoln Memorial and starts talking without a mask on. So he broke his own law. Also, what's interesting about the inauguration, what's weird about this, all this Iranian stuff, is he took the oath of office at 11.54 a.m., not noon. Everyone's always been done at 12.01.
0: And apparently, I mean, sure, they would have an excuse for this, but no shots were fired, which supposedly should happen. Like 21 shots, 21 shots, and they didn't occur in his case, apparently.
1: Yeah, that's true. The other weird thing, too, was as he was speaking too, um there was something about in the way that he did it and how fast he was talking i think he missed a part oh there was there was a huge part of the inauguration that is every other president has took that he did not say that chief uh, justice roberts did not mention in that inauguration um i'll i'll, I'll read it to you
2: Well, while you're pulling it up, uh, I've watched a little of that um, situation. And like you said, it was a pretty good speech. If you're, if you try to kind of be objective and like kind of get bird's eye perspective or whatever, um, it could have been way more shitty or whatever. Um, I just, just, I I just
0: like to mention, you know, judge them by their fruits, you know, that's what I just like to bring up always. And that's again, I think oftentimes what gets turned around and people go crazy about supposed speech of whatever kind. And don't really look at the actions of people, which I think is, you know, <laughs> also very relevant.
2: I wanted uh, Garth Brooks's alter ego, Chris Gaines, to come out. That's what I wanted. And they're like, Garth Brooks is going to do something. I was like, fuck, if they're gonna, why? is he even relevant? First of all, like, who's listening to Garth
1: Brooks? Um, uh, this
2: but- is
1: this is weird. So in the Constitution, you have the option to affirm instead of swear, and one of the uh, presidents which is franklin pierce was the only known president to affirm and he was the president that was under basically the same neptune transits when trump came in but um uh because that was 1852 through 1856 but he also then lost in the democratic convention and then they threw up buchanan and and we're in that same kind of weird uh place and also the democratic party split after that um so party splitting but um So there's, um, there's a part that was not fully said.
2: Um. Yes. Did you you see that, uh, inauguration? I don't even know if you wanted to watch it.
0: Oh, well, I didn't see all of it. Mm. I guess I watched a better part of the speech and yeah, again, I was impressed. That's just why I brought up this idea of you know, clone whatever this is something I haven't researched enough yet to say anything about it there's always you know different rumors going on i just like to say that he seemed unexpectedly fit let's say <laughs> if, if one has seen other uh, presentations but then again just like I said actually I don't care too much about what people would present it's it's obviously about the policy you know and uh, yeah and what I actually have to Impression, even maybe just because of the way uh the US is structured or so on, but that's this it now will almost be like a preview of these are all the things you would be getting, but somehow I don't see much of it truly materializing, but I guess we'll know more pretty soon. Um, have you already found the passage you wanted to read?
1: Um I'm finding it right now. It's actually so funny and how they're like um they're making it very hard to find.
2: Surprise, surprise. uh, well with your Saturn and third house Scorpio I'm pretty sure you're gonna find it um so I'm one other thing that I thought was funny was Biden's hair was kind of flopping up in the wind and he looked a little like Trump and how people make fun of Trump's hair and I figured that for an inauguration Biden might look back on this and be like god God, what I just love love."
0: and I guess some channels make a good show of it some of them maybe you know not CNN probably because they should just show one side just comparing the media representation basically of um, Biden and of Trump, especially the commentary just after they've won and how it is just so crazy different. And to me, yeah, at least, you know, that's always such an indication that there is something up and I almost cannot fathom how people can not get that, you know, that there's something strange for sure going on. There's
1: something, something very, very strange. strange going on.
2: It feels like we just have a shitty locomotive driver, and I'm not sure if I want to jump off the train yet, (laughs) particularly. I'm like, America's pretty cool. It's got a lot of resources and great cities and all sorts of stuff, but it feels like we've been duped by a, like you were talking about, I mean, the magician reversed. It feels like, I don't know, if you ever watched the show Lost back in the day. um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I actually moved to Honolulu the week after that premiered, and like, I was in like a key Waikiki, like, like I said, and I was unaware, but they were doing like a red carpet thing on that beach and I would have gone, but I was unaware of it, like a dumbass. How lay that I was. So anyway, um it feels like uh that like lodges. I mean it's always been lodges, white lodge, black lodge, twin peaks kind of thing. Um but it feels like something's changed. Like I guess the darker forces have taken an offensive move as opposed to being in the shadows, if that makes any sense.
1: I mean, I think that what we're dealing with right now, as I told you on my hero's journey on how, you know, there's this whole dark and light, like, of course, battle, but then there's also this dark and light that kind of, in weird ways, kind of can work together, too. And I think one of the craziest things about it all, um, which actually might be what all this Aquarius and all this Uranus stuff is, is that there's a third part of all this, right? Like, whether that's an alien entity or some other kind of uh you know other entity <laughs> or you know especially cuz we're dealing with the the media and we're dealing with black mirrors literally that we watch everything on which is uh you know in occultism, which is used for you know spells um we're we're at a really weird moment of 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 people as as is this is a, a rabbit hole podcast People are really going to have to, you know, deprogram themselves from the 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 kind of obsession and slash um, comfort and stability that the media and because we saw it on the news or we saw it that it happened. A lot of what I think we've been seeing for years, probably going back longer than we realize, is you know a good example is like whether it's voting or whatever it's like you see okay a little video of like okay there's some people in a line here and then the rest of it's in a studio and then the numbers are put on a screen and that's what it is like what's real and what's manufactured not, not. reality correct and that um you know little things that people are not paying attention to like and that's what's crazy about the uh you know like what the oh here we like the inauguration of the president. Um...
2: While well, you're looking that over, I've seen C- uh, Anderson Cooper, who's actually like got some weird Biltmore Estate connection, CIA weirdness going on. Um, he Kind of just got groomed. Uh, it's funny. I remember like went right around 9/11. He was on a show called The Mole, and then all of a sudden he was like an anchor. And, like, what the fuck's going on? But uh, he, I've seen him like during a hurricane or something, standing like in a waist-high puddle. They're like, this shit's crazy. The footing's insane. And then it's like he climbs out, and it's like that was the only spot that was like ratchet. Like he. They stress the drama. They're paid to, and you know, titillate, I guess. But it's not just about like, you know, the high trapeze and the bearded woman of the circus. Like at this point, they're like, we can. I think, especially because of like, you know, Google and Facebook and um, just awareness of AI and human algorithms and where we are in evolution, we're starting to be fucked with in a very different way than any of our predecessors like it's one thing to distract people with the coliseum and say yeah they're not going to riot because they have the circus maximus another thing to have you like have people getting most of their information through algorithmic machines that tailor the reality tunnel to them in such a way that you don't even know like you you don't know what's true anymore in a sense the whole fake news thing i mean that's kind of a meme of it but it's like what is true? What is real? And the people who have been kind of arbiters of truth, whether it's government, religion, media, whatever, for the past few hundred years, that's starting to crumble. I mean, I think – I don't think it's over now. I don't think we're in the age of Aquarius and the harmony understanding let's all do acid and you know, play death punk all day. But it's like it seems that the patriarchy is starting to crumble to the degree that, the, like you were saying, the, the spell isn't working the same way and there's a lot of people wisening up to that.
1: Yes, and one of the lines that, and I, I would have to redo the, the, the tape, but I'm pretty sure this was what it was, because I don't remember him saying this, and, and it was here, are these lines, and ask I don't know if you remember this from yesterday, but this is what's kind of crazy, is I do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same didn't say that, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. He did not say that, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of office on which I am about to enter, so help me God. So those little weird little things without any mental reservation or purpose That's some of evasion. House shit. <laughs> right? And he did not say against enemies, foreign and domestic, if I remember, that I bear true faith and allegiance to the same. He didn't say that as well. That's in... What you're supposed to take, and I am on USA.gov inauguration.
2: Well, it's it's a rather weird time. Like I said, I I don't I didn't vote for Trump. I I mean I'm not saying he's a time traveler. I was never really hired on the QAnon thing, though. We've had QAnon people on
1: here before, um and I'm not I even coming from a QAnon perspective. I'm just like I'm I'm a Hermetic astrologer. Uh, who, you know, asks so, questions, the asks questions and <laughs> yeah. and looks at the inauguration as Mars Uranus conjunct uh, Jupiter squaring that um, at, a, at a time where the nodes are literally within less than a degree, like we're talking less than half a degree and square to Neptune and Pisces. The last time Neptune was in Pisces at these degrees was 1856 when that was a crazy weird transition of president, a, pr- a sitting president that, that, that then gets kicked off from being that to run, to have Buchanan run, which is the guy who starts basically and creates the, the divide of the country in 1856 that brings us to a civil war when the time prior to that is 1692 in the witch trials. Wow. Um, yeah, you, it's something you want to kind of pay attention to. And there was a lot of deception on both sides. And that was bloody Kansas, where um, there was voting fraud in 1854 um, uh, about, you know, free states, right? Kansas was a free soil or state. Kansas, Nebraska, or or, sorry, Nebraska was and and wanted to make, uh, you know, Kansas a a, a basically a slave state. So a bunch of people came in and double voted um, from another state and then, killed a bunch of people, and it was called Bleeding Kansas. And then the governor did not know what to do because of all the violence. So instead of, and after knowing that there was election fraud, chose to go with the election result because he wanted to stop the violence. That is history, and that is fact. And that is the last time that Neptune is there. So I am somebody who is not trying to tout the rhetoric of Trump because he feels that the election was lost. I Said in April of astrology. 20 yeah. uh, in April of 2020, I did a whole entire video, which is free on high vibe.tv called What's Next 2020? And I covered this under the astrology for an hour and a half, just this part. And I show the separate and, and it also we had not seen states packed, right? California, Oregon, and Washington made a pact. And back in the day it was called an act. We had not seen that same thing since 1856, Neptune. Like and why? because the biggest corporations from China are in California the tech companies Nike Oregon and and Washington Microsoft and a bunch of things and they have a monopoly and so they packed saying to help with coronavirus activity they packed to save themselves in case they weren't able to pull this whole thing off
2: so I'm curious um because I do appreciate that you're not getting a hardcore conspiratorial like I said we've had people who think Trump's time traveler and I'm like, maybe <laughs> like if I'm on acid, I can entertain the idea but I don't know. So Who I said that Tim? Anything. uh I'm pretty sure that was the end of the Falka Ball whole situation, like JFK and all this shit, or fuck if I know. Uh which I Right, so gonna, that's uh,
1: all the Q rhetoric. I'm just coming from a place well, I'm, of I'm
2: appreciative that you're not doing that, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> it's like you're that's still, you're it's... seeing
2: clearly, at least from my perspective, you're not being swayed by the zeitgeist in terms of populism and like Bads of thought, you're looking at strict cycles.
1: Correct, and that's what's been very difficult. I texted you right before I got on this show. My social media right now is people are fucking losing it. Thinking that I'm on, thinking that I'm all these things. When I've been saying this shit for fucking years, and I don't, never touted Q, and to be honest with you, I bet you Q watches my videos and steals shit. I'm not even fucking kidding. That's what's up. Like the QAnon shaman is the biggest joke of all time. The biggest joke. I think that's like
2: how, in a weird way, how do you fight an enemy? You like. I
1: I warned warned everybody that they were going to, on my election video use spirituality and the spiritual like community horse, as a trojan horse and to come after us i warned it it's in the video and all the spiritual community still doesn't didn't see through the QA On that guy watches youtube videos and spouts off shit like he knows shit when he does not that's all he does he's a dr- fucking drug addict fucking like doing like that's what they said like he was fucking like And then he fucking demanded organic food. Like that guy's programmed by Netflix fucking vegan videos and YouTube videos of fucking spiritual people to try and be cool and try and probably fuck some bitches up fucking Burning Man. I mean, you yourself
0: uh, said that probably most of the participants were actors, right? Or many strange things going on. So I think what has to be clear, and we just spoke about manufactured reality, that to the extent that a control structure can it would always take any, anything that could pose an opposition in any way, shape, or form, you know, frame it in the bad way, lump everyone together, and then guilt everyone of not associating, not thinking, not talking about things, you know. It's always the same process. So, I really, I wouldn't even take that as a valid example. I never heard of QAnon Shaman. I'm not deep into these things in that I love sense. But the bullhorns. I know, or- I know. But what I just want to say is that I was wouldn't have been aware that he would have been so popular, or I would always have had the best intel within the Q movement, or anything like that. You know, so it's just like a patsy framing thing yes, it's good, yeah. to scare off people. But actually, but why? And that's the interesting thing. Even with all the banning of QAnon, also here I want to say, if there was nothing there at all, uh, why go into the effort of like banning that content left and right? Also, doesn't really make sense to me.
1: Well, it's funny because this exact same uh, sorrow cycle of the eclipse we just had on um, December 14th was the exact same cycle of eclipses we had in June of 2001 through December of 2002, which was nine eleven, 11 and One the whole entire—and the nodes changing into Gemini. And same thing like this, right? And what's crazy— SAG, which is crazy because now instead of it being about terrorists that are foreign, it's about domestic terrorism. It's your body is the enemy, correct? And now, then, now it's but, but, but they were doing the same thing, right? They were doing the whole like, okay, we got to make sure that people in America aren't creating sleeper cells, is what they used to call it. Now, these are like jihad, Johnny's like, now this is exactly now. This is, and then the capital event is the 9 11 event, right? That is being used as yeah, okay, setting up like okay.
2: new age people
1: whatever. new age people, people that if you question things or use these cycles or especially they use They're this q shaman, the shaman guy who has planets tattooed on his hands he has a bunch of other weird uh fucking symbols but the, the 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 weirdest part about the whole thing with him is like he's at a blm rally with a q sent me here and then talking all this you know it, it's really well slick manufactured. He's, he's Sun and Cancer exactly opposed Neptune and Capricorn. He's the oh, Sun you know opposed Neptune. Uh, Robert Phoenix did his chart uh, about, a couple, a week, about a week and a half ago, and he just got banned off live streaming off YouTube, and he's an astrologer. Because of reading that because chart? Of, well, because of just talking truth i i you know like people so need to see support. all this
2: leading it seems like the this is, is because life.
1: Raphael is
2: like very optimistic he's like people will wake up and i'm like i don't know man i think people are being so opted at like 10 levels and they're they're stockholding themselves I think, like, I think it's
1: i think it's both i think one we got to be optimistic in the sense that Raphael's is probably right that people are waking up and that um uh, through aquarius especially uh you know i i, I you have to remember that people can only take it too far to where once their freedoms are at the last hall, they 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 revolt. They they they're not going to take it, right? Um, but the scary part that you're feeling, um, Jim, is that this is the a very. It's a very tight noose that keeps coming, or it's—I call it a trash compactor, like in Star Wars, right? In Episode Four, like when they're all this, like, Plus oh, there's fuck. an alien
2: maybe in the water. Or whatever. Well, that's well, the
1: that- other—that's the other weird part about it. The new coronavirus still has a 180-day, uh, you know, you know, date until exposure of, of you know, of, of disclosure in it. Um, there's that, whether it's Project Blue Beam or something like that. Kind of throw in the next, you know, black swan event. Like coronavirus is one of them. There's obviously some sort of other black swan event to kind of turn everything into another direction, right? Um, who knows if it'll be alien per se or if it'll be, you know, um, I, I, and I'm going to take this to kind of the higher quantum level here is that we're also focused on this stupid game when really, um, the biggest game happening right now is in the cosmos, the sun and the sunspot activity, the galactic activity with the sun. And also with the, no, the, the, the the pole shift that is getting hairier and hairier and the 28 glitches uh, that earth's rotation had at, you know 1.5 milliseconds uh in 50 years of recording data that was only happening once on average a year it happened 28 times or tw- 26 or 28 26, 26 times in 2020 which creates the 1 second off um on our rotation which they're trying to have to adjust and this is because of the polar shift and 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 that also the other planets are are changing their temperatures and their their magnetic fields are changing just the same as Earth. So it, this is a the pool bigger... The part is changing for everybody. <laughs> correct, and the Earth's magnetic field is now at 25% weaker than what is normal, which is scary. So we're getting that means, sprayed by cosmic whatever. Correct, which would also be, I would say, if I were to use astrology um, and looking at the Jupiter-Pluto-Saturn, which... course, there's the feeling of deep state and all these kind of things, but the deeper secret is what's behind coronavirus, which I would even say that the Wuhan virus and it being a virus is the secret that's not the secret. The secret is that there are things coming into the atmosphere through our magnetic field being so weak, whether it's asteroids that hit our Earth, little ones, of course, that then break into... You know pieces of dust that gets scattered upon the earth um that is a foreign entity that um they they are trying to uh you know uh you know that they either know about or they like
2: downplay or scapegoat on something else yeah like, there's oh, a, we're there, guns, there we're sick, but actually we're just maybe going through a planetary evolution
1: that correct difficult. that that you know, this is this is what the Mayans even warned about in many ways, right? And and and, and the end of the world is the splitting of the world. And there's a weird eight year energy we've been through from December twenty first, twenty twelve to December twenty first, twenty twenty, with this Jupiter Saturn conjunction. That you know, the the Higgs collider uh, went off in twenty twelve. That 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 Dolores Cannon was right that. There was there was a, there was almost like a forced scientific from not the divine um, paradigm shift, like parallel universe shift that we went through, and it's almost like we are in the movie. Did you ever watch the show Sliders uh, with Jerry O'Connell? Nah, I, I get the
2: idea though. I just binged Dark. If you've never seen that, scope that motherfucking show. It's great. I watched I like it actually. It. It's an amazing
1: show as far as they don't even know they they get, at least he figures out the timer to be able to know when the portal will open to jump to the next reality. And they keep trying to find their reality in which is their normal home. They get so close sometimes where everything's normal, but then like one little thing will be off. Like, it'll be like, Oh, the Chicago Dodgers. Oh no, we're in the wrong one. You know? So it's like, the,
2: I mean that gets into um Mandela effect. I'm not correct. sure if you've correct. experienced that personally, but I grew up with the gosh dang Bernstein Bears with EIS, like straight up. Well, I had all the books. Correct. And that's I'm what like, I'm, What's I'm,
1: the actual well, fuck? That's why I brought up Biden's inauguration speech and how how is it missing parts of the normal inauguration that every president took that that was bypassed.
2: That's bizarre. Uh, just for the record, Raphael. Um, Haley, my fiance, is listening and she just said it was coming in and out, whatever the live stream, and now it's completely off. So I don't, I think we're still recording. I can still hear you guys. I'm not sure how if the technical side is going though.
1: I I still got you guys.
2: Word. Yeah. We're, we we'll start talking about multiple realities. I'm kind of curious, um, David, uh, what your presuppositions in terms of like, I mean, I've heard you at points, maybe not so much as lately, but like talking about Pleiadian star seed connections where do you look at the cosmic game? If we just like kind of forget earth for a minute, like how do you look at the whole soup? What what do you think the joke of it all is kind of thing?
1: Well, I mean, I think that the cosmos talk to us. So the seven sisters of the, of the Pleiades and, and being in Taurus um, side really, and then moving in tropically into Taurus and to Gemini, is also in connection to Dante's Paradiso, where the way to reach the heavens is through leaving Inferno, which is at the bottom, which is the opposite zones of Sag and to Capricorn, right where Antares is, and where you know when you come into Capricorn, it's Saturn's rule. Um, that 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 literally that the the oppositions of Aldebaran and Antares are, you know archangel michael in opposition to i guess you could call it the, the 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 great egg of the greatest reptile ever built right the biggest you know star in our in our galaxy right so um the great red giant against these seven sisters which one of them happens to be the mother of hermes which is of of mercury which is the ruler of astrology that the uh, Hermeticism always shows Mercury high above in the clouds, right? And that the Pleiades represent astrology. The, the, that that those that and it's, it's funny because if I'm looking at your chart, Jim, Jim, it's like you know, of course you've got your chart, you've got your Moon in Gemini, you've got your North Node in Taurus, you've got the Sun in Gemini. There, there, there's there's something deeply connected to um, uh, Taurus and Gemini as being the heavens. Um, because it's it's where the light is fainter, but it's it's, it's more beautiful. It's, 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 it's got frag- fragility about it, too, where it's not as fragile. And also the galactic center is on the opposite side of all that with Antares uh, and moving into that galactic center point. If you look at it from like a 3D chart of like a solar system chart, and you can see that the intersection point of the solar system sun's ecliptic, basically... To the galactic center is a cross zone, and that cross zone is also on the other side too. So you know the the opposite of the galactic center would be the place in which we are leaving, which would be the the center of our galaxy. Would be if it's spiraling, would be the ultimate of the black hole. That 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 it would be to be spiraling into other galaxies. Would be to go towards the opposite to get into uh, technically you get into where the star sirius then goes and, and 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 you get into like more gemini cancer which you have a lot of too right like th- there's there's so many ways that the cosmos. i gotta say i this. love
2: my chart i mean there's aspects i'm like god damn it really but most of it i'm like really happy with <laughs> if i chose it what's right. right
1: so uh, there, there, there's this, those two dynamics but then you have you know like regulus is a fixed star uh, that's very strong because it's directly on the ecliptic Um, and it represents Leo and the regality, and now it's moved into Virgo, that's been a weird thing that happened in 2012, too, where, you know, royalty that's of service is the new royalty. So, you know, it's a very weird thing, but then, of course, you you take a look at, like, where we're at right now with looking at science, and um, astrology can take a listen to this, but They just realized that the sun is – they always thought it was 200 million light years away from, I guess you could say, the galactic center itself. What's ironic now is it's now realized in new math that it's 23 million light years away. So we are 170 million light years closer than we thought that we keep getting, that we always thought there was dark matter between galaxies, that has been proven incorrect. That the light photons fan out into the next galaxy. That that there is something to Dante's Paradiso. I did a whole thing on it um, recently on my twenty twenty climax. That you know with Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius, and you got to remember though that Capricorn and Aquarius are the bottom of the chart technically. We think of Cancer and Capricorn as this bottom in chart. If we understand the hierarchical system of the planets, it's the Sun, the Moon, Mercury, Mercury, Venus, Venus, you know, Mars, Mars, Jupiter, Jupiter, Saturn, Saturn, and that's all in order. So Leo Cancer, right? The two top. And then what are the two best friends of Leo Cancer? Mercury, Virgo, and Gemini on both sides, the pages. It's like chess, but it's also like the way that the, the hierarchical universe is, um, that that we are in a sense that we are in a really big play right now where the dark forces are at the bottom, right? And all these big planets are down here, that, that, that it's against the sun and the moon that are our light beacon, that people are falling for the physical reality completely. Even, I mean, even Einstein
2: was like, you know, it's a persistent illusion. I mean, people forget this. We commit so much mentally to, like, the presuppositions and the momentum of, I mean, South Node Sag. The beliefs, the historical beliefs, the things that tradition has told us are true. And, and it's also it, the it illusion that the dark
1: will win. because Right, right, right. Because even though Sag is a beautiful sign and it's a fire sign and it's positive and it's Jupiterian, you have to remember that Antares is down there. You know? Using so, a tropical. I and mean, so. uh,
2: in an evolutionary kind of astrology, I don't know how much into that wave you are. Um, people look at this as a very psycho-spiritual kind of map. Like, do you look at us as like, I don't know, higher dimensional beings embedded in a hologram chess game playing out myths? I mean, when we, when you start talking about Greek mythology and uh, Dante's Inferno and stuff, it seems like there's lots of ways to kind of paint the picture um, I don't know if you've ever seen. There's a dope ass video. I'll send you a link um, called "21 Faces of God," which is very much um, just the as above. So, a very hermetic, and uh, it's about the Major Arcana. But like, by the, I've watched it a few times, and every time I get to the end, I cry because I'm just like, "Oh my God, we're the world card." We're watching it. You know, it's just like it's like an acid trip where we're just like, "Oh my gosh, it's, I see it." Like, and it's hard. You can't name it. The Tao that can be named is not the Tao. So it's hard to put it into terms. But like, how do you look at the nature? I mean. Is this just a giant passion play for consciousness that goes through dynamics of archetype? I mean, not that anything is just anything, but it seems like we're just a story telling itself a story through props called the heavens or whatever. I'm not really sure how... How do you look at the... That's a really good way to look
1: at it. I would say that... that this reality is the... um, ultimate projection of... the the other side of the reality that is playing out, that we are the echo of it. Something Something else else is playing, playing. and we are the result of what's been the actions that have been taken. And so I always use the analogy, I did that Conscious Life Expo 2015, where I was going deep into solar flares and activity and understanding during the Pluto-Uranus square of 2012 through 2015, um, this, this understanding that the projectors around this solar system uh, of ours, right, it's just our one sun, but we have many suns in the galaxies, um, that they're projecting reality. And so it's what's behind the projector. Because if you take a projector and put it on a screen, right, like Plato's the idea cage, that, yeah, yeah that the idea that the screen like like let's say you put it on a wall that that the, the wall can change the picture and how it's going to play is just it's not common sense that that goes into hermeticism as well that everything even if you look up uh the, the the age of the the golden dawn and you look up how freemasonry is built upon or you look at um the rosicrucian movement Um, that you have to see in all those old pictures, which I'm going to be honest, 99% of people do not look at ancient pictures or alchemy or drawings. They do not understand how this reality works. At the top is always going to be from this projected heavenly realm that's got dark and light that is projecting down and it has control of it all which is why in astrology, why is it so perfect? Because it is the levers and it is the gears that show you what will happen. What What is already has been set in stone, I guess you could say, is there. And I think that we get into some really weird crossfire when we are able to see behind the curtain, like for example, and be aware of that and still go through it. That is a mindfuck in itself. Yeah, simultaneity.
2: That, it's like I'm a director and an actor, how is this working?
1: Yeah, correct. That you chose to go through this at the same time where we also pawned into getting into this too.
2: No, I think it's the most dope dream that we could be a part of. I mean, Raphael's played a sample on this ass dope ass uh, Alan Watt sample and some like, you know, side the kind of schwangly thing. Um about Alan Watts being like, you know, we're playing a story, we've forgotten this. I mean, this is what a lot of, you know, cultures say and you know, whatever, like, you know, the whole species with the amnesia, Graham Hancock thing, but it goes deeper than that. It's like, we're, in order to participate with this, like, we've gone from unity into div- to diversity, if you want to put it that way, multiplicity, and we're playing many roles and it's all in the one still in a sense that it's like you know, everybody on set during Star Wars is doing George Lucas's vision, but, like, Ewoks are not Jabba the Hutt, are not Luke. I mean, everyone's got a different role, and it makes the whole chorus and the symphony play out beautifully. It seems that, um, like with the Alan Watts sample that I was saying, it's like, the, the, the to make a really good story, what do you need? Tension and release, basically, is what, you know, good music, good stories. Uh, if there's no build, like, you know, you don't want right. to do anything. So, like, in order to, I mean, this sounds, like, kind of trite, but it's like we're, in order to be highly entertained at a cosmic level, like, we're making this, we've forgotten the stakes. We're taking it very seriously, and uh, it's the kind of movie where the good, like, the good, quote, unquote, good, the light or whatever, um, looks like it might get snuffed out, but never does. And the, you know, bad looks like it get, you know will win, but it never does. Uh, and it just kind of perpetuates perennially and, you know, in a hollow fractal kind of sense. Um, which I can dig, uh, but it feels like we're end- – I mean, post-2012, definitely for me personally, that's when I started kind of turning on to you, turning on to psychedelics, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, it seems we're entering in an evolution of the species where a lot of people are waking up to certain levels of themselves, and that's going to change the game. I mean, if there's a lot of Buddhas at once, it's not the same as one Buddha, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? If Like a shit ton of Jesus are running around. So I think people are like turning on their X-Men powers and turning on their mission. And, but the, the powers that be want to make you have fluorinated water or whatever. I mean, if we go hyper new age and they want to turn you onto a TV and just say, watch this and only listen to what we tell you to believe. Um, it's an interesting moment. It seems like we're, uh, I mean, we asked for this, I guess, in a strange way, but at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, the empire strikes back or something where it's like, Darker. It's like, oh shit, this isn't quite going how I expected.
1: Well, and I think that that's where people have to start to make the discernment. And I think past life regression is very important for people. And that past life regression is something that is more than just looking at your past lives, that once you reach kind of the end point of your past lives, you start to then go forward. Um, this, would, this would go into understanding more. That's why I called the, that app Future Life and that network. That I started going into my future lives, being able, if you're able to go backwards with your regression, you're able to go forward, but at the same time, you're able to also go linear and quantum and go into the origination Terrible. of how you, where you are is your higher self and why you are here and experiencing this, that there is two parts to the story, that there is this part experiencing it and there's the other side that is running it, that you are also part of on that other side. That's what's Cause, up. Cuz cuz because when when I started jumping to the fourth and fifth dimensions and actually speaking with source and then as an apprentice to the architects of the universe, uh that was why I came back down here that there's people that have to wake up and realize that you came down here to help people who got conned. And I'm going to say that since that's been a popular word. Um that, to, to, that it's okay to continue to stay down here to learn certain lessons and so forth. When I had my great, you know, wild fucking seven gram shroom experience to see that both sides are playing us the same way we look in government and the Democrats and the Republicans are both playing us. Or you look in any other country, we always see that there's more going on than we see. That, that, I mean,
2: that, that even that,
1: that even some of these archetypes that we, we connect with and so forth, that the archetype to connect with is source only and human and the superhuman that you are and breaking the spell of all these other dimensional beings that are acting as your ultimate saviors or, um, you know, you know, working with you, and they only work with you when they need to work with you. And there's some part of this that it's the test of whether or not that this collective can realize its inner power and become superhuman and realize that it is truly a powerful species that they are terrified of, of the powers that we hold. So the only way to You know, shun the power of a species, or especially a a collective group of souls, is to basically condition them and create an environment into which they feel that (laughs) that they are not at all. Right, Um, and that the idea of this of this disclosure that's trying to come out and everything is that look at these other beings out there seem to have more knowledge than us or have to have all this more. It's all the psyop. The psyop is that there is no higher being than you and your connection to source. You are the christened one of the highest form already. And you have to break the spell. And that's what light workers are doing because when you find your light and I admire both of you and for following your truth because being and doing what you do whatever that might be is finding your superpower and not relying upon some sort of um, other entity or some sort of being or something that has more power than yourself because you're doing it through the power of the source god itself and 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 that that that, that you're not giving that power um as some sort of separate thing it is it is channeling itself through you and you are connecting to your true source and getting through the screens and the smoke screens of the illusions that are that you know we are a random place that's why i love ptolemy so much is what he proved in astrology not only with just the understanding of the rotations of the planets and how, how to really Predict and understand them precisely, but that he helped us understand that because if consciousness truly is happening from your point of view, and right now on this earth, the truth is is that we really are at the center of the universe, where we're at from our perspective as consciousness. So the idea that the the global energy of the 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 Earth turning into a round globe, but that uh, that it was the idea that now we are not the center; that the sun is the center, and that's true. That there's the center of the projection coming out, but that's not true in the sense of where the consciousness that you are experiencing is coming from, and is coming. So it's about learning both. That understanding tropical astrology needs an Earth-based system and a geo-based chart. But understanding the understanding of the projector is where helio astrology comes in and the Dharma of astrology, which is a lot of the work that I learned with Michael Erlewine, um, with who created the astrology software called Windstar and through Matrix Software, which he was the first astrologer to bring astrology to the computer. And he uses Helio based astrology with the sun at the center of the chart. And I do all my weekly horoscopes throwing the helio in there and showing noticed the that. And because if you don't understand that point of view, then you're missing on the whole point, and you're stuck on the globe. You're stuck on the, the, the Earth. You're stuck in the geo. I you guess it to, takes
2: kings and queens and chests as well as pawns, so it's like it takes multiple perspectives to make the thing go around.
1: Correct. And that Vedic astrology has its great Aspects as well, but the problem with Vedic astrology is it doesn't interconnect to galactic measures at all. It doesn't even um, want to use outer planets. It doesn't even—they're want... kind of uh, it's old school, whatever. correct? And there's there's great things that we can attribute to it, and even Western astrology, Jack, the nodes from them, right? So it's KG like Rahu.
2: I only know about that right. because of you, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things though, where it's like, but the, but the problem also with that that system too is it's so Uh, physical reality based it's not esoterically uh spiritually based or um evolutionary they don't want to and and we have to remember that every vedic astrologer out there except a a couple few like like victor cara and nicole brenny and um there's there's some great people out there that are doing the hybrid of mixing the vedic um, principles I think with, had a good trop- book. with tropical, I with tropical, not- oh, with putting it into the tropical areas and moving the Nishaktas into yeah, tropical. Yeah, exactly. He had
2: a book on Nishaktas. Yeah,
1: yes, exactly. And and so what they are doing is some great, great work. Um, and I, I feel that th- that that understanding, Western astrologers have to do that with Helio. It's the
2: next frontier. I mean. Yeah, on the one hand same as it ever was but at the same time or uh,
1: think, you know, about think about this think about this what happens if let's say we do end up on the moon and somebody gets uh, somebody has a baby on the moon how are they going to be what, they, are what you, yeah, exactly, what's yeah what's their astrology <laughs> what's their astrology what's going to be the astrology of somebody's born on mars what's going to be the astrology of somebody's born in space good point i don't even know And how so that that that's okay. that's <laughs> when the species starts to turn or so AI is another thing too, right? But AI is, is something that is, AI is something that, you know, especially with now the quant, quad computer, right? That's come out, supercomputer and so forth. Like this thing can take data and it can do all these things. And, 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 and it could do it at rapid speeds, but we are light beings that travel at the speed of light. So, the idea that AI is going to take us over is whether or not we are going to fall for that in ourselves. It's also the energy that we... Uh, it's a little Star Wars-ish, as, as if a Jedi Knight can tell, you know, these are not the droids that you're looking for. That that that, that, is, that is the most important thing that came out of all of Star Wars, is just that line, and the way that he pushes the AI droids droids drones to not pay attention to him because people are so afraid of AI, but AI will never have the ability to be divine sourced, alchemical, magical.
2: The Gnostic flame doesn't exist. within. It
1: does does not exist. It does not exist. It is cold. It is Aquarian. It is cold. It is not of the heat of the sun of the light of Leo and Cancer the moon the emotion that the the that's why sun sign astrology works in evolutionary astrology the fact that everybody looks at their rising sign astrology to me is is very vedic because they're looking for well and that's not happening in my life it's like well no you're not looking at your evolution that there's something about capricorn's right now that has gone through the most craziest thing of all time Go look at every Capricorn. Everybody from Mel Gibson when Pluto came in to Tiger Woods to, gosh, I mean, even looking, uh, you know, just recently, Ted Cruz. He's a he's a, uh, a Capricorn, or uh, Mike Pompeo. He's a Capricorn, or you know, like they're all being demonized. It's the beard, bro. Right, I and all, well, and, and what's weird is they've all been dude. Look at Jim Carrey. What happened I, to oh, him? it's do
2: you say that? My dad just texted me last night, and he, because I when I was. I don't even like seven years old. I just wrote to Shaquille O'Neal and Jim Carrey for some autograph pictures. Pisces and I got yeah, them. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> My dad just texted me a picture and it's like, oh, remember this? And it's Jim Carrey's autograph picture saying, Thank you very much. And I'm like, interesting. Wow. Never would have guessed about how that guy's trip's gone. Well, I we've been talking for a long time and I don't want to yeah, 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 I don't want to keep you all night. Um I wanna get you back on here at some point, geek out about astrology particularly, maybe get you on a panel with some people if you want. Like we've had Dan Winter on. Uh, I don't know, maybe some buddies you want to talk to again, uh, Mike, whoever. But um, it's uh, it's been a real pleasure. First of all, I didn't know if there's, I didn't want to just cut you off like a, you know.
1: No, it's fine. No, yeah, uh, we're good. Yeah, I got to I got to eat, eat for sure. Yeah,
2: life happens. Um, so yeah. there's kind of two things. Um, there's something I wanted to read really quick. If you're down, it won't take but a minute or two. Yeah. Uh, and then if you want to plug anything you're up to, kind of say any last two cents, whatever's clever, we'll kind of say our goodbyes. But this is actually um, in light of what you're kind of talking about, which is, uh, and I've read this a lot, and I'm, it's more almost <laughs> a remembrance thing. It's coming from the Mayan Oracle Galactic Language of Light book by Errol Spilsbury and Michael Briner. Um, but this is saying the mythic call, and it's uh, good to remember, especially in these times of not only confusion um, but quantum leaping. I mean, that's where we're at right now. So we're kind of you know adjusting from 64 you know grid chessboards like. One hundred eight, or whatever you know it's like going to another level so it says the mythic call an invitation to transformation once upon a time a galactic council was called and a mythic call was set out to countless light beings the children of the sun the angelic winged ones the sun runners the rainbow warriors and other luminous beings from many star systems this great circle of light beings gathered from far and wide at the appointed nexus the love of the spinning galaxies entered gracing them all with ravening celestial light in the following words quote you are being invited to incarnate upon a world where great transformation is taking place began the love of the spinning galaxies you who respond and embody this call will go to a place where the illusions of fear and separation are being played out and a galactic cycle of evolution is coming to both an end and a new beginning i'm calling those with the needed talents and gifts to act to act as my emissaries there to lift and transform the frequencies of the planet earth simply by embodying and anchoring Love's presence there. You will, by your very presence, transmute into love the vibrations of the fear that now blankets the consciousness there. In this myth, you will play yourselves, holy innocence, divine child, creators of this new reality of the golden octave. The love of the spinning galaxies continued. On other journeys, each of you has proven to be a quote, feeling navigator, able to awaken your consciousness and align your heart to the promptings of pure love and compassionate service. As sunrunners and torchbearers, you have already demonstrated that you will hold the light high. And so, I invite you to incarnate en masse among the tribes of Earth to assist Gaia and all her children in their initiation of the transmutation of matter. This transformation coming to Earth is very rare and precious, even among the many miracles of the cosmos. The magnificence of your loving presence will greatly assist the Earth in utilizing the alchemical frequencies of transformation that will open up new dimensional realities. You are diviners of harmony who transform simply through your vibrational presence. It is part of the plan that you will be veiled and forgetting so that you will experience directly what this level of fear and separation feels like, such that you can transform it from the inside out. The mystery of the spinning galaxies went on. However, as you remember the feeling of the sacred garden of childlike innocence and trust, you will become the harmonic leavening in this cycle of initiation for Earth. You will incarnate strategically, often in some of the most vibrationally dense areas on the planet. You will embrace this mythic call, walking into this illusion, may forget the splendor of who you are as light beings, experiencing the overwhelming density of earth. To some, this illusion of separation from love may create feelings of hopelessness, lack of support, and vibrational alienation. The very gifts which are being called forth to assist Gaia may be seen as a cause for resistance, fear, and projection by that which is being transformed. Yet, it will be your love that will transform the depths of the duality, and your frequencies of light that will quicken the many. Your participation on this mythic quest is purely voluntary. However, this transformational shift on Earth is very rare and precious. The Earth is spinning into a powerful nexus of evolution. You are being invited to incarnate as a single global family on Earth. Should you choose to accept this mission, you will have the opportunity to catalyze and synthesize all that you have been during many incarnations, receiving a rarely offered quantum leap in consciousness. It is up to you as myth-makers to choose how you will dance with Terra Gaia and her children as she completes her ceremony of light, so spoke, the light of the spinning galaxies. And so it was that the luminous beings who formed the countless alliances, federations, and councils of the faithful of the stars chose to incarnate on planet Earth to assist in this crucial event, the awakening of consciousness from the dream of matter, form, and separation. As warned, many luminous beings have indeed forgotten who they are and why they came to Earth, but... There was even a fail-safe process built into the plan to awaken these beings from the veil of forgetfulness that is so rife upon Earth. The luminous ones who would journey to Guy's assistance agreed to spark each other's remembrance, that the mythic grandeur of the cosmic play, of light, in the greater hologram, would be played out victoriously. Thus, these star-seated ones were encoded in many ways with sounds, colors, lights, images, words, and symbols, a vibrational resonance that would assist them in remembering their commitment to the light. The celestial sounds of the Crystal Singers would, voc- would catalyze deep remembrance of their star coatings. It was agreed that these coded clues would appear everywhere, in visionary art and music, in penetrating looks, in speech and feelings, all creating a deep yearning to awaken and become the embodiment of love. These symbols would act as an alarm clock going off, assisting them in awakening and staying in their joy. These companions of destiny were encoded in the very cells of their body with the new galactic template and consciousness awakening them to the power of their simple presence and love. So it is that you, the children of the sun, are now being bathed in the waters of remembrance, prepared as rainbow warriors to fulfill the promise of the new and ancient myth unfolding. You embody the key to igniting unity consciousness on Earth, ushering Gaia and her children into the radiant robes of light. Know that the magic you were born with is indeed real. The feast of the light players is coming together to celebrate as one heart by simply anchoring love's presence on Earth. You lovingly draw down the mantle of the gods, sending waves of healing and uplifting energy throughout Guy's eagerly receptive body. As you emerge in this time, your gifts awaken and empower others, utilizing the tools of laughter, song, dance, humor, joy, trust, love. You are creating the powerful surge of transformation that will transmute the limitations of the old myth of duality and separation, birthing the miracle of unity consciousness on earth the time is now luminous children of the sun incomprehensible is the joy of creation as you feel called together uh to gather together in ever widening circles of the great heart mandala of light which will one day ignite a critical mass triggering a power surge which will transmute matter into a higher octave of being you are called into wakefulness sun-eyed children of the marvelous dawn ancient skywalkers rise up utilize your gifts on behalf of gaia in a supernova of consciousness gaia and her children will ascend in robes of light forming a luminous light body of love to, re- to be reborn among the stars. The mythic call has been sounded. The mythic quest has begun. Awaken rainbow warriors, sunrunners, luminous beings from the galactic alliances, federations, and councils of the stars. Ancient skywalkers, stand in the beauty and power of your true identity as love's gift to Gaia. Set aside self-doubt. You are a divine child of the sun. Go wherever your heart draws you to share your great gifts. Surrender to the magic that you are as love the miracle will be manifested here on earth. Return to the garden. Return to the sun. Return to the innocence. Return to the one. Remember, we dance and sing here for our, the one heart. And I know that's kind of hyper woo or whatever, but no. I think it's a good reminder that there's a lot more to the fiction than meets the eye and that we're here for bigger and better things than we could ever dream.
1: Well, it reminds me, and I'm going to read this to finish off from Bringers of the Dawn. From Barbara Marciak, there are some who play on both teams because they are double agents. This is a very complicated, and it is a time for you to understand it. We are pushing your paradigms and stretching your identity because we are preparing you for something. If you are prepared, you will be able to stand firmly in an identity and not be crushed by what you thought was out there. Oh dear humans, you are in for an adventure, and only you can carry this adventure out. Non-physical realms continuously support you and the members of the family of light are around you and with you at all time. It is up to you to master the laws that we share with you and to anchor them on this planet. When you begin to live all that we teach you to trust identity, to trust synchronicity, to trust being part of a plan, then you will find that even in the midst of great calamity and incredible odds, you will be able to defy the laws of humanity. The creator gods have their own creators toward whom they are evolving. The lapse in consciousness between the creator gods and their creators occurred within the context of the manipulation of worlds and the universes, not necessarily the manipulation of species. You as a species are being manipulated within a multitude of realities. If you ask to figure out how many realities you exist within, for those beings who are manipulating you, their task is to realize how many worlds they are manipulating realities in. The creator gods are jugglers of realities, but who is juggling their realities and putting them through their creation in all of these worlds in the first place? All this is to be felt. Allow your brain cells to click into being without your rational, conscious mind wanting to define things down to the most minute detail. The experience involves raising a feeling inside yourself and then one day at one moment in one afternoon, having an overwhelming sense of knowing, having a composition a thousand pages long come alive in five seconds of divine ecstasy.
2: That's what's up. Well, I think that's some magician card shit right there, straight up and down. So, uh, Mr. David Leo the, King, uh, the Leo King Palmer, Thanks for coming on. Uh, you're about as cool as I expected, if not cooler. So gang gang, for sure you're dull from my team rabbit hole. Um, thanks for all the shit you've been doing over the years. Thanks for helping me find my fiance. Um, crazy stuff because we have kundalini activation and our divine partners and stuff. So it's dead. Uh, you helped that out hardcore. So um, I love what you do. I love what you're up to. Musically, some of the best DJ sets I've ever seen, sober and otherwise. Um, and I, I just hope you keep on pushing your shit because it's one of my favorite flavors out there. Um, so are there any last thoughts beyond that reading that you want to kind of throw at us?
1: No, I I just want to thank you. And I, I just hope, you know, I've always seen, seen you, I've always seen your support and, and I throw my same support back and, um, it, it, it feels like an honor to be with you on, on, on your program to be able to even go anywhere into these realms, I don't get to have these talks. And, um, I, I just want to say that what you're doing, um, you and Raphael here and, and, and even with your fiance and the team that you have assembled is, is admirable and it is honorable. And I am, I'm thankful and I am grateful and I am super grateful for, um, having, uh, I want to say finding you even though you might feel like you found me um because today i found you and i i want to appreciate that and and thank you for that and that whatever is next is the building of bridges like we did today
2: exactly as cheap says in narnia further up and further in so hopefully we all just remember to enjoy the ride along the way, Raphael. Any parting thoughts?
0: You both said it all, so it is. Further up and further in.
2: Love that. Love that. Hope you like this track. It's a remix of a Radiohead thing. It's pretty housey. I think you'll dig it. Uh, everything in its right place
0: to bed